Greetings, homies. Merry Daggum Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Yeah. Merry Kwanzaa. And Kwanzaa. That's true. Hell yeah. And also, if you don't like any of the above, hello. <laughs> yeah, we, we salute you too. Uh, kudos for not giving in to capitalism, if that's the case. If that's the case. Also, you know, that's not a knock to all of those of you, all of us who did, you know. Oh, it kind of is. I mean, <laughs> get out of here. Get out. Don't make us feel guilty. Uh, we bought our loved ones good shit, hopefully. Homies. Welcome back to another special episode of the Superhero Homies Podcast. My name is Quentin, and as always, I am here with homie Kevin. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, welcome back to the show. And, lest we forget, there's one more. A surprise guest. I'm the back. Hom- yeah. I'm back. <laughs> That's right. The homie Hom- Caleb, motherfucker. Homie Caleb has returned, and I just also want to point out that... Um, don't buy into capitalism unless you got me something, in which case, you know, <laughs> we'll take it. Okay. Amen. All fair points. Yeah. Caleb, thank you, brother, for being here, man. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm really excited about it. Uh, this is not how I plan to spend Christmas, but, I mean, this is an awesome Christmas. Merry Christmas, <laughs> buddy. Yeah, yeah, Merry yeah. Christmas, guys. This is, this is fantastic. Did oh, you notice yeah. our Christmas tree? I... Yeah. It's a collection of three trees. The avocado plants I was talking about on the air and the... Tiny little silver thing. Uh, all I see over there is Steve Rogers. Uh, that makes sense. Also, yes. Also, yep. yes. Yep. Indeed. Yep. And what's more Christmas than Captain America? He I mean, protects my uh, records. <laughs> he's got Christmas flowing through his veins. I mean, he, he, he kind of does if you think about it. I mean, he, what, uh, you know, what, what represents America more than Steve Rogers? And, <laughs> and, and what represents America more than capitalism? True. So true. it all kind of comes. And who's comes better at decking the halls than a man with a throwable shield, you know? It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he punched Hitler. There's nothing more Christmassy than that. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, that, I know that's what I want for yeah. every year. Right. Uh, so today, guys, if you haven't uh, read the episode title and just clicked because you're so excited to see a Christmas episode from the homies, uh, we are reviewing Wonder Woman 84, uh, which came out on HBO Max and in theaters today, mm-hmm. Christmas Day. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, as always, there would be a reading of the rules before we proceed, and those rules are as follows. The what first, are those rules, Q? The first portion of this episode will be spoiler-free. We'll try to keep everything as uh, spoiler-free as we possibly can. But the second portion of the podcast will be full of spoilers. So if you haven't seen the movie yet and you're curious about spoilers, don't worry. You can listen in for the first portion. We'll give you guys a signal to let you know when we're moving on to the spoiler-filled area so you can pause and watch the movie then come back. Now, with that out of the way, gentlemen, we have just seen the Wonder Woman 84, possibly the last theater experience of 2020. Uh, I, is that correct? Yeah. I mean, yeah. there's not many days left, so I'm, I'm yeah. 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 I thought so. I can't think of anything else. Oh, that's it. And yeah. I mean, and it wasn't that numerous to begin with. I think that that's may be true. like the third or fourth <laughs> time I've been in a theater in 2020, unfortunately. Right. It was nice to just be back in a theater. It was. I think that might have been the fourth or fifth movie we've seen this year in a theater. Yeah, it wasn't, um, wasn't many. There were not many. It's, uh, it's been a high and dry kind of year. But hey, we came back from the theater. We all had our proper dosage of theater quality popcorn. Mm-hmm. And we're ready to talk about what we saw. Yeah. Yeah. In this case, a glorious superhero movie. My buttery mm-hmm. popcorn lips are ready to spew about this movie. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yes. That's why I got to get the chapstick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so... The way that we typically like to start these things off uh, is by not bearing the lead, and that is giving our, our vague overall thoughts on the movies. I want to know, fellas, what you guys vaguely think of, of this movie. 
Uh, guest first, please. Uh, okay. Um, yep, yep, yep. So let, let me On say that um, I thought, so the original Wonder Woman, I thought that, and I've probably said this on this podcast before, that I thought it was way too similar to Captain America. I'm one. pretty sure you're not the only person you said that on this podcast yeah, yeah, probably before. Not. It yeah. was way yeah. too similar to uh, First Avenger. Mm-hmm. Once they got off of the mascara, it was pretty much just, I mean, even a, a guy named Steve crashed the plane at the end. Like it was almost, <laughs> you know, um, shot for shot. Tip for tat. So if this had been the Winter Soldier uh, <laughs> Wonder Woman component, then I think I would have been very happy with it. Um, I will say that I liked it overall much more than the first one. Um, I was much more entertained by it. It definitely uh, grasped me a little bit more than the first one did. And I would watch it again. Mm. Okay. Um, I feel like I might need to watch this one and the first one again to get the most fair assumption, uh, the most fair grading mm. of, of the overall product. But I'll, off of first appearances, I'm not sure which one I enjoyed more. Now, remember, gentlemen, I might be biased because the first time I saw Wonder Woman, I was with a great date. And so we had a great time. I might have had a uh, cloud of judgment over my uh, my normal podcasting judging guys. I didn't make any moves on you. No. You son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. I made all the moves. And uh, yeah, no. So I'm not sure which one I enjoyed more. This one wasn't bad. There, there are some things I really, really was thrilled about. And there's a few things we definitely need to talk about. How about you, brother? What's on your mind? Yeah, uh, my consensus is somewhere in between the both of you uh, you guys. Is I did, like you, Caleb, I enjoyed this sequel a lot more than the first one. Uh, I thought that everything that they did well with the first movie, they also did really well here. They definitely built upon that. Uh, and, and they did improve upon some of the things that I really didn't like about the first one, namely uh, their take on, on, on the villains. And, and while the villains here are definitely not perfect, th- there's still a strong improvement on the villains in the first one. So, so homies, if, if you have, because I've encountered people who, who, who like to challenge me when I pre, you know, present things like this, but I have to ask you guys, if you disagree with me, tell me anything about Ares or Dr. Poison from Wonder Woman 1. You can't because you don't remember anything about Dr. Poison or Ares from Wonder Woman hey, 1. Hey, hey, <laughs> hey, hey. Ares had a mustache. It was a pretty good mustache. I remember getting like uh, 75% of the way through that movie and being like, is there a villain here? And then uh, a CG rage monster shows up yes. and they have a giant CG fight. And right, I was right. like, the only DC element that's left here is for a giant ring sky in the sky dome. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, and so I, I thought that this movie, uh, while it, it didn't reinvent the wheel, uh, it's not going to be anything that's going to blow your mind. I thought that it was a very overall, it was an enjoyable experience. Yeah. Um, it's, it's something that uh, I, I'm not going to shy away from. I, I think that is maybe a very low bar to say this, but it's been <laughs> my favorite in theater superhero movie of the year. Get out. <laughs> the competition is what? Birds of Prey? Birds I, of I was Prey about to say, how, how and, high and is that bar shot. off the ground? Can you actually limbo into this bar? You can trip over it. <laughs> you can trip? Okay, good, good. I've already said more good things about Wonder Woman 84 than I've said about Birds of Prey in that entire episode. <laughs> Right. Oh, right. now I will say this: Wonder Woman eighty four. Like, it's lucky that uh, Justice League Dark Apocalypse War did not release in theater because if it did, then there'd be there'd be mm-hmm. no no competition. Uh, but no. Um, so, so those are kind of my vague overall thoughts in the movie. Uh, I, I do like uh, like the both of you, uh, Kevin and Caleb. I do have 
my own gripes with the movie as well. Mm. That I'm sure I had to get into, but also I, I thought that the movie did a lot of things fairly well. Uh, so, right. Caleb, you might you might know my hand. Uh, you know the the cards I'm holding over here. In other words, my gripes better than Q might because you know in the theater. Uh, luckily, we had COVID uh, seating, so everything was carefully and very practically done. Uh, we were two seats apart from every other human soul in there, um, except for some assholes who just broke the rules. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. Yeah. And then, um, you already know I'm bad at poker. I'm bad at yeah, hiding I, my I face. Can, I can see you, like, you lean you, forward in your chair. Yeah, I lean forward yeah. when something's on my mind. And, and I we'll looked talk over about at you that. a few times. You did? Something real ridiculous would happen, I'd be like... You know, and I just like peer over at you. Yeah. They can't see me, but you know, uh, <laughs> I peered over at him in in parentheses at the bottom. Okay, subtitles, okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> right? Asterisk footnote. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, there was a couple of times where I looked over to see like what your expression was, and mm. I was just like, "What in the blue hell just happened?" <laughs> right. Here. And I was just like, "Is anyone else seeing this?" You know, you kind of want to right, look around right. the theater mm-hmm. to be like. Am I an asshole or did <laughs> just go very wrong? Well, there was one moment I started audibly laughing, and I was the only voice laughing. And not the good laugh. It, mm. No, it was not the good laugh. It, it was like, oh, fuck, I need to shut up. I, I, no one else. No, okay. Yep, yep. So I, I, I will say, um, if you have HBO Max, you could watch the opening five minutes of this movie like a week ago. They, they released mm-hmm. the opening five minutes. Oh, cool. I didn't know uh, that. And so I had already watched that, and I was like really into it still. It was really nice to see it on the, mm-hmm. the big screen. Um, and then after that, there's a brief bit where I thought that maybe Joel Shoemaker directed this part <laughs> from the grave. Uh, and, and then it got considerably better after that. <laughs> That, that was well put. That was good. <laughs> hey, that was pretty good. That, 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 there was like a uh, an interesting, cheesy bit. Of, it was whiplash. Yeah, that yeah. was not a Wonder Woman pun, but it was whiplash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. Uh, there was like a really interesting bit of, of cheese that we got on our palate. It wasn't good cheese. It was like canned, like I, like yeah. uh, aerosol spray, cheese. Spray cheese. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like aerosol they were cheese. going for. I feel like they they were trying to lean almost meta into the eighties at that sense because obviously the movie takes place in eighty four almost in it, like the time frame that we get and also the quality of yeah the like appearances like what, we saw what would you get from an action movie in the eighties I feel like they wanted you to feel that in the movie and okay, I don't think like okay. I, I and I'm not trying to defend them because I don't think it it entirely worked because uh, I was like this is Maybe not. Maybe you shouldn't do this. That's an interesting point of view, and I, I would wrestle with the internet in the coming weeks as people go and watch the movie or, or subscribe and watch the movie as appropriate. Um, and I would wrestle with that philosophy because that is an interesting point. But I don't believe it. <laughs> I mean, question for you guys. Do you Please. think that it would have worked better if Stranger Things had not absolutely nailed it three times with each season. I mean, because when you watch that, you get that the Goonies, like this it's a, is the it's past. a modern yeah. day version and it makes you feel like the eighties, even if we don't really remember the eighties, like it makes you feel like a kid, no matter really how old you are. I think it, it reminds people of their childhoods and, and it makes, it, you know, they just did such a good job with it. And I think by comparison, this was sort of like, Oh geez, I hate to say this, but this was like Captain Marvel's '90s references. 
it, you know, it was like, oh, she's in a blockbuster, <laughs> you know. Yeah, no, that's that's that that, that is a fair comparison. I hate to say it. That's when you know you're a guest on the show. Whenever you you diss on Captain Marvel at least once, that's like that's like the ticket. Like, congrats, your ticket is stamped. All right, all right, you, you're in. You come can on come into back. the club. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, uh, but yeah. you can pick any prize on the on the bottom two shelves. Uh, what do I get if I also shit on Thor Ragnarok while I'm here? Oh well, oh. shit, brother. I mean, like, what what you want? That's, like the top <laughs> that's, that's, that's the top yeah. shelf. Exactly. You know. That that's whatever you want. That's the shit you need at least uh, a thousand tickets to get. Usually, you know. Gotcha. Uh, that's but, a lot of ski ball, brother. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But to answer your question, though, like, um, would I like it more if had, had, you know, we never seen Stranger Things? Uh, at least for me, I don't think this movie would exist if Stranger Things didn't nail it. Uh, mm. I, I definitely don't think that we get a movie set in the 80s because, uh, let's be honest, there's there's no there's no reason for this movie to be set in the 80s other than to... Yeah, no, there's no reason. No, there's there's <laughs> li- literally nothing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, if you couldn't tell from the title, guys, the opening uh, scene happens and everything goes into glory and stuff. And then very shortly thereafter, we actually see, like, quote unquote, the present day of the movie, which, duh, 1984. And it's really the only time that comes into play. And that's not a spoiler. That's not pertinent to the story, but that's exactly the problem. It ain't pertinent to shit. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Whereas uh, Stranger Things is kind of integral to the plot. And with this, it's you know they, it's they the Captain so Marvel well. ninety references. It's the fashion, the setting. I don't know if that's the same mall they used in Stranger Things, or if every mall in the eighties just looked exactly the same. <laughs> <laughs> I mean that that. I don't know how make, many, uh, you make a good point. Then the malls very well could have looked exactly the same in the eighties. I because I I also believe that. <laughs> uh, but also you know, and, and uh, this isn't the, to stay on Stranger Things, but. Uh, Especially like looking back, as much as I enjoy Stranger Things, I do wish that they had uh, almost leaned more into other aspects of the 80s besides the nostalgia things and the things that were great. There were a lot of things about the 80s that weren't so great that I hope Stranger Things eventually starts to lean into. Uh, but with Wonder Woman 84, they don't really lean into it at all. It's just, hey, this movie takes place in 84, presumably... I guess to keep it away from the shit that's happening present day, maybe this is their way of subtly telling us Wonder Woman doesn't make it out of the of the Snyder Cut. Like, <laughs> 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 like maybe this is the road saying that Dark Side is for real. <laughs> that was jarring, I will admit, because of the the way the timeline is. You know, if you've seen Justice League, it's like I was like, wait a minute, these characters are dead. And then it was like, oh wait, this is before. Mm-hmm. Justice right. League happens, and I had to Ooh. kind of remind myself of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, you know, is there anything else about about like the setting of the atmosphere we want to mention? Like, I do think that, I mean, aesthetically, I thought that the movie for the most part looked really good. Uh, speaking like from a, a settings point of view, no, same here. That that was really the only thing where the settings all of a sudden just kind of like rubbed me the wrong way, mm-hmm. where I'm immediately just like thrown off, like. This is very artificial. I feel like I'm in a commercial yeah. rather than the actual thing they wanted me to be in. You spend it one woman to just look at the camera, pop open the Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> right? Or no, 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 do the Stranger Things spot for Coke. Oh, like, yeah, yeah. Ooh, refreshing Coke. Like, yeah, oh, see, shut the hell new up. Coke is this, but old Coke. Yeah, yeah, that whole bit. <laughs> Actually, going back to the joke you made, you know, some of the bad things about the 80s, you know, 
you haven't heard about this yet, but the next season of Stranger Things is going to have Eleven doing hard drugs. God so, damn. Oh, <laughs> right? Yeah, there you go. She's going to get into the crack e- uh, oh, epidemic. Yeah. <laughs> like, She's uh, going to have another spot for Coke, just a different kind of Coke. It's like, uh, yeah, uh, your nose is bleeding there. You been using your powers again? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, sure. <laughs> Man, sp- speaking of powers, try this. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh, shit. That's not the kind of echoes I'll be talking yeah. about. <laughs> Oh, let's um, great. let's get into some of the characters here. So, uh, if you guys have watched the trailers, then you know it's, I, I think it's probably spoiler, spoiler free to say that obviously Wonder Woman's in it. Uh, but I we also you. have uh, two villains uh, or, or two characters that are villains. Uh, one being uh, Barbara and Minerva, and the other being uh, Maxwell Lord. Uh, now, I was. Even before I stepped into the theater, I was really, really nervous about Maxwell Lord, uh, simply because superhero movies as a whole have tainted my my perception of villains on screen. Uh, because of arguably nine out of ten superhero movies, nine of them would be perfectly cast by amazing actors, only for them to be giving shit all to do in the movie. Uh, and... With with Pedro Pascal, I thought that that was going to be what he's going to be regulated to because if you guys have seen the trailers for this movie, he's in like maybe two shots. He doesn't get a lot of screen. You have to watch the trailers a couple times to realize, oh, this is a pertinent, important person. Yeah, yeah, not just a dude. Yeah, you know, Um, I I without getting in too much in the spoilers, I didn't expect him to have the kind of role in this movie that he did. Uh, but I was glad that he was given uh, kind of a, a meatier portion than I thought he would be given. What what'd you think of him, dude? I, I honestly, um, and, and I would say this about both of the villains, I, I, want, I think that this movie does one of the better jobs of having two villains and giving them a reason to intertwine with each other. Mm-hmm. I really liked that aspect mm-hmm. of it. Um, I might be a little bit biased when it comes to Pedro Pascal because <laughs> I've loved him in everything he's in, and mm-hmm. I thought he did a great job. Mm-hmm. And now my opinion of Maxwell Lord here is that I, I have no comic knowledge of him whatsoever. So 100% of what I know about this character was in this film, and I thought that he had a very good arc. Brother, word for word, I agree with you. Even on the opinionations of freaking Maxwell Lord, I never knew that name until this movie. You know, I, I have no recollection of who he is in the pages or what he is or is not capable of. So everything yeah. I know about him is now equal to Pedro Pascal's appearance. <laughs> and, and there's value <laughs> in picking an obscure villain. There yeah. is, there mm-hmm. is, you know. But, because but people like us watch that and think, oh, cool. But, yeah. but yeah. there's also uh, a lot of abuse and power that we've seen a lot of times oh, of in these movies. That's Especially yeah. the more you get to know a villain on pages, then you're just like, wait. And then you look like... <laughs> You look back at the Dollar General villain. You just got like, what, 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 what the fuck is that? Yeah, you know, what <laughs> right. is that? This is this awesome Sam's Club material over here. What, what is that? Yeah, yeah. Rest I mean. in power, Malekith. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, like oh, there's a whole graveyard. There's an example. I was about to say he's one of the tombstones. Yeah, That's one of the most uh, atrocious. Christopher ones. Eccleston was completely wasted as Malekith. Oh, Malekith, yeah. as a character, was completely wasted. Mm-hmm. Anyways, guys, uh, go back and watch Thor 2, or don't. You know, it's or up don't. To you. Man, we're starting to shit on Thor 2 a lot, man. Yeah, he's he's about to become another one of those movies for us. I will defend yeah. Thor 2. It, it's, 
It's just Why? boring. It's, it's, it's not. It's not bad. Oh dear. Yeah, I think it's underrated. We don't have to get into it. Yeah. Wrong, wrong, wrong cast. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's it's not Ragnarok <laughs> levels cringe. You know. No, it doesn't. It doesn't sabotage the integrity of the characters. Yeah. And, and that's what I want to talk about with Master Lord was that they don't do that here. Uh I I was very worried, and I remember um during the opening credits. Uh, I saw that the screenplay was written by Patty Jenkins, uh, one other person who I don't know or recognize, and then mm-hmm. Jeff Johns. Uh, Jeff Johns, of course, you know, he's a comic book writer. He's written for DC for 20 years. and um, he's, know, he's a reliable also, source. Yeah. And he's also written a lot of uh, movies as well. But, like, it's gotten to the point now where when I see Jeff Johns' name on a, on a superhero movie, I'm not excited uh, because he's let me down too many times in the movies. Uh, but... If I figured that with two other writers here, maybe they can actually tap into what Jeff knows as far as like the comics go and then kind of mold that into something that works. And I feel like maybe Patty was able to do that here uh, because I will say this, as far as Maxwell's power set in the movie goes, that's all off. But for people like me, that's never really matters the most. The integrity of the character doesn't really rely on the, their capabilities physically. It's more about who that person is. Okay. And Maxwell Lord is a piece of shit. And they tapped into that quite well. And, and not just on a surface level. I've always thought of Maxwell Lord as being like a smarter, evil version of Archer. And and that's... <laughs> okay. <laughs> And that's that's kind of what we got here, and I I really loved it. Phrasing, boom. <laughs> well, they they have it. <laughs> fucking Archer. Uh, uh, great TV show in its early days. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but no, I I really liked uh, his portrayal as Maxwell Lord. Uh, I thought that what they gave him was was really good, really meaty, to the point where I'm surprised we didn't see more of him in the trailers. Yeah. Well, and there's some value in that too. Is mm-hmm. you think that if you watch the trailers, then you think that in this movie, Wonder Woman goes to the mall, uh, <laughs> she fights Cheetah, and uh, that Steve Trevor is in the movie. Like, if you watch the trailer, that's that's right. what you that's get from it. it. And I'm and so there's, you know, it, this is the good kind of subverting expectations. Yeah. Yeah. Take note, Hollywood. Right. <laughs> I mean, this was great from the the marketing aspect. It's like this this kind of goes back to the thing that we make fun of every now and then. The thing that I, I like to make fun of where it's like, hey, look, the trailer showcased the whole fucking movie to me. Whereas in this case, <laughs> oh cool. I have next to no idea. Right. However, uh kind of like driving the attention span of our, our of our plot line here together, talking about the other villain real quick, what did you guys think of uh, Christian Wig, who played uh, you know, Barbara? I, I was impressed, honestly. I, I right. I think that they almost vultured this uh, mm. in the good sense, in the way that I never would have imagined that Cheetah would have been done well on screen because that's a character that I think you have to hammer on a lot to to put them in front of a general audience and have it be accepted. You have to kind of go out on a limb for your for someone to be transformed into a giant muscular cheetah, you know? True. Like, right. like you got to put some building <laughs> blocks a, down. A bipedal muscular cheetah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. unless you're going to do like the fly, like Jeff Goldblum right. or Tiger Goldblum. <laughs> <laughs> Which I would, I, now that I said that, I'm yeah, not against like, it. I'm, right. What's the problem? Now you're curious. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I thought that this was the best possibly that they could have done with mm. that character. And the CG was a little shaky, but they did a good job covering that up most of the time. 
this is what happens when you know, whenever you get a fight scene in the dark in a superhero movie, you know, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> you know that they're like not a hundred percent certain on their CG. Uh, let's put this shit in the dark, you know. Uh, but no, I, I thought that Christian Wig did a great job as Barbara overall. I, I really enjoyed the characterization, and the, the only downside I have isn't on her; is on. The fact that it seemed like it took us quite a long time to get to Cheetah. I agree with that last statement especially. However, I kind of liked the slow burn here. Okay. One of my big uh, one of my big curiosities going into this movie, and I, I use that word on purpose, not expectations, mm. okay? Curiosities, because I was... Kill the cheetah? Get out. <laughs> Go to bed. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Okay. Oh, thanks. Uh, I, I get the. I get the. That was for me, but yeah. yeah. Get the fuck out. No. <laughs> I was about to say like I've, I've said that a thousand times, but um, what the fuck? Oh no. So one of my big things going into this movie was like, wait, wait, wait. They got a Christian Wig to be a serious villain, a woman whom I've I've met through Saturday Night Live, through comedies, through like her great sense of humor. And it's like, oh. Ghostbusters. How's yeah, I was this hoping gonna... nobody was going to say that. No, no. What are you doing? Take your headphones off. Um, I was severely surprised, and happily so, actually, you know? I, I didn't mind the slow burn, but then again, I like Quentin Tarantino movies, so I'm okay oh, with the yeah. slow burn, you know? Put, you know, that's like a, trying to burn a fucking wet log. It's going to take forever and a day, right. but I'm okay with that, you know? Yeah. Um, I was severely happy with what she did. Honestly, I, I really like the way, and I agree with what you said too. Where like they vultured her character, I love how that's a verb now to vulture a villain. Beautiful, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's the opposite of uh, Luke Skywalkering someone. <laughs> that's the that's the opposite opposite verb. You should never Skywalk someone. You should always vulture them. Yes, yes. Oh. Yeah. 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 I I think it's only inevitable that we get a cease and desist from Disney. Like <laughs> <laughs> one of these days, right. we'll frame it. We'll yeah. frame it. Yeah, going like. straight to the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> oh, talking to you, big ears. Yeah, uh, don't don't call him that, Kevin. <laughs> Kevin yeah. Feige is just going to show up at the door. He's going to be like, uh, "Yeah, Mister Mouse would like for you to, <laughs> to stop." <laughs> yeah, he's actually out in the limo. He like to right step in, in. I, from the limo. All I hear is. I'm not ready for that smoke. I know, right? I don't want that <laughs> no, smoke. You do not. Oh, <laughs> uh, but no. I, I also, I really did enjoy Cheetah here, like as a whole. And I will say this, like, you know, maybe some kind of shoddy CG or not, they did a really good job of making her look like a worthy opponent for Wonder Woman. Agreed. And maybe that's something why else we I didn't expect. Get the, you know, maybe that's why we get the slow burn is because yeah. the CG was weak, mm-hmm. so they needed her in the movie. You know, as herself a lot. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. Which uh, also makes sense. Like, you know, we can we can just put her in some different clothes, you know, and change her attitude. That'll be that'll yeah. work for most of this. <laughs> and then we'll when we need to, we'll get there. And I know Christian is actually a super great actress. You know, um, just from like some other movies and things I've seen her in. Like we've all seen her, you know. Um, but the turnaround that they did for her, like you see the character development, and that's like this is another great example of worthy character development, of worthy villain development too. You know, um, kind of like what you were talking about earlier. It's like, oh, what's gonna happen with our villains? Are they just gonna be throwaway one and dones, or are we really gonna utilize them on screen? This is a great example of the latter. You yeah. know, yeah, yeah, I, I agree. Uh, 
so to that extent, I was pleasantly surprised with both villains. Hell yeah, yeah. Like I, I thought for sure that that Pedro Pascal's Maxwell Lord was just going to be like kind of a throwaway, and that you know maybe Cheetah's character is going to be severely misused. Mm-hmm. Uh, but no, uh, and and in my opinion, I think that they did a really great job. And also, I, I gotta give him a kudos as well because. Uh, well, Max Max's origin may be, may be a little bit easier to explain. Uh, Cheetah's isn't. He's like like Barbara and Minerva has quite the convoluted origin, and they did a great job. Like fuck it, this is how everything happens, and, <laughs> <laughs> and it mean, worked. It is the most MacGuffinist thing since yeah. Mister MacGuffin moved to MacGuffin Town. Oh yeah, but oh yeah, but I mean, it is insanely MacGuffinist. Yeah, uh, but it worked. I mean, it, yeah. You, you think it's not going to work, but it works. Mm-hmm. I didn't think I'd like it so much because I realized halfway through the movie that Cheetah, the way they were doing her, was the Amazing, amazing Spider-Man 2. Oh, the, the Electro. Exactly. Yeah. It was the same plot line, villain, like, beat from beat, track yeah. to track. But... Except the final product. The final product, I like way more right. here. <laughs> there, Mr. Dubset Lord, he, he could go back. We're done. He doesn't need to come into the new ones either. We're done. You know? He is. He's yeah. just like, well, you know I met is. Diana once, and she didn't remember my name, so I became a supervillain. Right. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, this one is like, so anyway, bitch, I I'm tired him. of you calling. <laughs> Just a reminder, homies, we're going to do a four-man episode on Patreon on The Mandalorian Season 2, guys. So if, you, if you're enjoying this and, and you haven't signed up for Patreon mm-hmm. yet, you need to go ahead and do so. Uh, It'll but, be the first episode of its kind on the uh, Superhero Homies. First of its kind. Go ahead and like and subscribe Hell yeah. right now. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, let's see. So obviously, we, uh, Steve Trevor returns. Uh, Chris Pine oh, returns right. to, yeah, to, to play that role again. What do you guys think of, uh, of Chris? I um I liked him here considerably more than in the first uh one. So uh something I've really been trying to pay attention to lately when I l- watch a TV show or a movie and I'm critical of it is the competence of the characters. And I honestly thought that they kind of played the man at a time aspect of his character better than they did with Steve Rogers in the MCU. Mm. Ma- mainly because that wasn't their Intention, right, right. But uh, I really liked like the aspects of the movie where it was he the man at a time parts of it. They were very entertaining, and that you know it'd be easy to watch the first couple scenes where that happens and go, "This is not going to be good for ninety minutes." But I it never got old to me. I thought they always did a really good job with it. Yeah, and I think the reason why the man at a time angle worked for uh, for Steve Trevor so well in this movie is because they played it differently, like. At this moment, they will play for a dramatic beat, and then they play for a comedic beat, and then they'll, they'll play for the awe-inspiring beat, you know? And so, like, they never they never played it for one tune. They always kind of played it for something different. And I think because they kept it revolving, it, it kind of worked every time. Hmm. At least at least for me, it did. Uh, I, I didn't mind him, you know, kind of ooing and aweing and, and, you know, commentating on the 80s. Yeah. 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 Uh, what, what about yourself, Kevin? Are, are you not a Chris Pine? Fan? But by the way, guys, I don't know if anyone uh, else knows no, this, but Chris, Chris Pine was my first choice to play Hal Jordan. 
this is how much yeah. I like. This is how much I like the guy. I think he's bad. a. I think That's he's a, a very. Okay. okay yeah. I mean, I I would have seen that once upon a time. <laughs> um, I don't know, man. It's like after seeing that plot line happen in so many different ways and so many different products and mm. movies and whatnot. It's like this is cute. I'm done. Let's move on. I'm tired of the '80s riffs and like the. I'm a stranger in a strange land. Oh, mate. Like, okay. I'm cool with this. I can skip this mentally. Mm. I could I could take a 20 minute nap and be cool right now. Let's let's move the fuck on. That being said, it wasn't bad. Mm. I just know personally, hey, I've seen this plot line happen before. Different faces, different actors, different riffs. Cool. Are they better riffs? Do they make me laugh? No? All right. Let's move the fuck on. I'll go to the bathroom, you know? Cool. <laughs> That's me. I'm done. All right. I'm vented. It is hard to beat the subtle genius of the uh, flying monkeys. I understood that reference line from Avengers because that's yeah. a layered like <laughs> reference. It's like okay, you you gotta like think about that one and be like, okay, it's a Wizard of Oz reference. Oh man, that movie is old as shit. Yeah, it was around when he was around. Holy God! Why? And then it's like, okay, that was a like someone put some thought into that. And yeah. then in this movie, it's like, hey, fanny pack. I get, I get it. Mm-hmm. Right, right. <laughs> and, and I also, I would to say this also about uh, about Chris Pine's performance here was that the reason that I like his comedic beats is because he understands the art of playing it straight. And what I mean by that is, it's it's the reason why comedy is hard for characters like Thor and Batman because they're never not going to be the straight guy. They're always going to be the one who's going to play it straight laced. So in other words, they're not in on the joke. And it's the same thing with Chris Pine here. Like when he's making like these, these jokes scenes as as Steve Trevor, he's making these not trying to be funny as the character. He's legitimately responding how the character would, but for everybody else, it comes off as funny, but for him, it comes off as no, like seriously, this isn't what people wear, or blah blah right. blah. Right, like the guy in the room who's not in on the joke. Yeah, who who you know is at the joke's expense. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a fair point, and it was well done. Chris did a great job on that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It wasn't it's, bad. It was yeah. Bad. It's, it's not quite like Batman saying, "Oh yeah, that's definitely bleeding." You know, it's this. Uh, <laughs> I don't even remember that line. That's good. That's good. Probably cool. forced it out of your mind. Yeah. I'm just going to drink my kombucha <laughs> then and move on. Yeah. Yep. There you go. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely for the best. Uh, I'm guessing that's a Joel one, right? That was in a... Nope, nope. One. That really? was in Justice League. The uh, that, that was one of the reshoots that uh, Old Whedon did. Oh, man. Shout out to Joss Whedon. I don't know if he's getting any work now. Speaking, <laughs> of, speaking of bad CG <laughs> that you should put in darkness... <laughs> Or you could have Superman sans mustache standing in the middle of a bright field with the sun beaming directly onto his CG malformed face. God damn. <laughs> Just wait till he finished Mission Impossible is all I asked. Uh, but no, anyways. What a confusing time. Yeah, 2017, man. Hard to believe it was, that was three years ago now. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, so... I, and I, I think that like... That's really all the main characters for this movie, if I'm being honest. Those four, right? Yep. Yep, yep. All right. So uh, let's talk about, uh, or at least vaguely dance around the plot and what you guys thought of it. It was not expected. I would. Um, mm-hmm. It would have been very easy to, I'm going to use another made-up uh, verb here, it would have been very easy to Aquaman this. Uh, <laughs> you know, there could have been like a, 
plane chase uh, and a couple other things. Um, we really need to come out with that superhero homies dictionary. Yeah, that, yeah that'd be yeah. a banger. That would sell. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, there's there's some cool stuff in this. Uh, without getting spoilery, there's some mm. different aspects of Wonder Woman's mythology and power set that they brought in, which I really I always appreciate when there's a superhero sequel. It's like okay. What is the purpose of this sequel? Is it just to get another two hours of screen time so we can sell toys? Or is this character going to exit this arc in better or worse shape? Is there going to be character growth from this arc? And the answer is a solid yes in this movie. That is actually a great question to ask, and I've never heard it in such direct language. Like, what is this character's purpose in having a sequel? I love that, dude. Yeah, that's like cool, Iron Man 2. Cool. That's cool stuff. That's the flaw in Iron Man 2. It's like, no, there's, it's no, a great there's movie, no reason. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But there's no reason. <laughs> there's no reason. Except yeah, for listening to him uh, fight, you know, his friend to another one bites dust. That's about it, you know? Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah but, but, but that one is almost like uh, Kevin Feige had an idea, like, maybe we should do an Avengers. When are we going to do that movie? Like, <laughs> <laughs> did we set up for this now or do we, we wait? We wait. Oh. <laughs> Uh, yeah, but no, that that is a really great question, and uh, I, I do agree. I think that this movie does a lot for the character of Diana, uh, which I, I do appreciate. As somebody who who loves comic books, maybe a little too much, uh, I, I do appreciate when superheroes are able to show who they really are, like sans powers. You know, like so with. Even without your powers, like, who are you as a character? And if you take away the powers of your character in a movie or comic book and there's nothing there, then you know that you have a fundamentally flawed character and that you got some, you got some work to do. But, you know, with Diana, she, she kind of goes through what I call her Spider-Man phase, uh, being that you have to learn what sacrifice is and you have to be the one to make the unfair decisions that don't benefit you, but they benefit everybody else around you. Uh, the, the Spider-Man effect. Yeah. Um, and and she does go through that, and uh, I think that it, it works for the better. And and while at times I feel that like maybe they played a, a little too much on some of the same beats in the plot, I at least they gave me something to kind of mull over in my head and think about. Same here, same here. Um, the the plot revisits the themes of desires versus truth a lot, and it mm-hmm. kind of like frames their own homemade philosophy as to what truth is and what truth can be defined as, and that's. That's fun, and that's cool, and I, I like movies that can have that effect on one, ma- making us kind of rethink a few things, maybe on a personal level. Um, it, it's not exactly super deep, and, and you're correct in that there's some plot points that are kind of dragged out. Remember, it is a two-and-a-half-hour movie, so yes. expect to hear certain argumentative points, you know, again and again, but eventually when we get there, it's like, okay, this was pleasant. Now, by the end of the plot line, I, I do have a couple of gripes I need to laugh with you fine gentlemen about. It's like, okay, I wish we did not wrap it up like that, okay? But that's your wish? That, that is, <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Homies don't know what we're talking uh, about. Yeah, to be yeah, continued, yeah. but get out. Uh, yep. I'm sorry. Um, but no, actually, I, I agree with you on that as far as like uh, the, the, the third act of the movie um, like I feel like we could have gotten just as much of a dramatic effect out of it had it been twenty minutes shorter. Uh, I I don't think that some of those things needed to be dragged on as much as they were, 
or accented upon yeah. as hard as they were. Because uh-huh. at some point, yeah. it's like, I'm sorry, I cannot see past the cream cheese cheesiness frosting that you're <laughs> putting into the audience right now. It's like, okay, this is this is unbearable. Yeah, I mean, yeah. if you look at all the like reviews from uh, across the internet, they all kind of hint that this is a feel good movie, uh, and and when you do that, there is a certain aspect where you're just gonna have to slather some cheese on there, yeah. and they, it's not even good cheese; it's American cheese. Yeah. It's like get it, out it's, of here. It's cheese product. Mm. Oh. <laughs> cheese product. Oh jeez. And uh, it, and it, it's it is there, but it is a feel good movie. You're going to leave this movie. Uh, I think uplifted in some way, or at least I was. I I thought that it was, you know, if if it's like a you're gonna take your family to the movie or whatever and and have a good time, there are certainly worse films you could do it with. True, yeah, true. Uh, I mean, I think they only say the word shit twice, and they were like back to back in the same scene. So you know, oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Other than that, I, dope. I feel that like for me, this movie, uh, and again, I, I guess like I, what I took away from it was that. It sucks to be a superhero, and here's why. It's kind of what right. I got from it, and uh, like I and I, I do appreciate that because one thing that I do dislike about most feel good kind of superhero movies is they almost leave they leave you feeling good, sure, but the more you think about it, the more those movies look like zero consequence for what you do, mm-hmm. as long as you punch the bad guy, who was clearly obviously bad, and there there's no more ambiguity, so there's nothing to really think about. Well, brother, uh, you know, devil's advocate, I revisit, you know, Steve Rogers. That's what he's taught me. You punch Nazis, <laughs> you're pretty good to go. Yeah. Yeah. You punch and, Hitler, and, Merry Christmas. And, and, and that's that's all that's great and dandy until you get to the sequel where what if the Nazis are the corporation that you work for who are the peacekeeping force of for the world. True, true. And then you gotta beat them all up in an elevator <laughs> in one of the greatest scenes, you know, done. <laughs> Yeah. And then you might have to go back in time to that same elevator right. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and trick everybody and, trick and, and, and be like, do I really want to fight these motherfuckers again? Or do I just want to hell I you? That's, that's the growth. Is yeah. he, he, he found a nonviolent solution to getting what he wanted. But it's, it's funny that one elevator scene killed the chance of crossbones dying in that explosion in some other country. Yeah. And now he's just kind of like, Oh, now I'm just Frank. Okay. Now I'm just Frank Gr- Grillo. Okay. Sweet. sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Oh shit, Grillo, right? Yeah, I, I always want to. I always want to double L make the Y sound with uh, his name Grillo, but wrong, wrong, uh, wrong grammatical lesson, indeed. Well, yeah. hey, you know, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's a bad T-shirt right there. Well, you know, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the best advice I got for you, no matter what the situation is, uh, but. Yeah, as as a whole, I do like the premise for the plot, and I think that the execution, for the most part, works. But there's some things that could have been cleaned up a little bit more for me. Yeah, uh, but I guess aside that, what you guys think of the action and visual effects? There were a couple of effects in this movie and stunts that were not to the not to the standard of the tentpole blockbuster. Um, you know, I, I, I can't go really into what they are right now, but uh, there were a few that I was like, okay, this CG or this stunt work was not up to par. And, you know, yeah. I, I guess maybe I was, like, focusing too hard or whatever. That could be it. But if you guys saw it, then if we all saw it, then, you know, it was there. But 
Um, for the most part, though, I thought a lot of the action was very creative. I was doing a, bo- a Batman body count in my head throughout mm-hmm. the movie. I was like, that guy's dead. <laughs> that guy's definitely oh, dead. Yeah. Right, right. Not, not to get spoiler territory yet, but I'm, I'm going to make a reference. You guys are going to get it. But the, the, the one guy that, that Barbara kicked, mm-hmm. maybe more than once, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that guy... That guy died like yep. before she was done, right? Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> probably at that point, she's kicking a dead horse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, there, somebody came up was like, "That guy's dead," and it's like, "No, he's only sleeping. Right? <laughs> <laughs> he's only sleeping with my knives." <laughs> so, uh, also let let me ask you guys this because, like, I because if if I'm looking too much into something, then let me okay. know because I and and I don't want to you know go too deeply into this, but sure. With this movie. uh it it did something that I didn't like that the first one didn't do at all. And then I feel like this movie almost was painting a scene where like, yeah, all men are shit. And if they're not, then they're extremely special. I didn't catch that vibe personally. I didn't feel that. No, I, you, I, you'll I never have to ask like, again yeah. in the spoiler yeah. field section. And, and yeah, I, I, I'll, I'll definitely, yeah. Expect, well, cause it wasn't just the scene. It was the whole movie. If you think about how many how many guys weren't pieces of shit, did then. uh did some text <laughs> pop up and say executive produced by Kathleen Kennedy? I know, right, right. Because yeah, that would have made me feel that it, way. Right. It, it was more the sense of like the only morally good people in this movie happen to to have vaginas, it seems, and then Steve Trevor. I don't know, man. <laughs> and everybody else it was just kind of shitty, and I was like, oh, okay, well, what, what, I, I get Maxwell Lord, but you know. We might have to dig into that. I, I definitely want to revisit that in the sports. Yeah, yeah same, same here. Because I can't rebut you without mm-hmm. going into all sorts of examples. Oh, yeah. Same. Because either, either we have good points, Caleb and I, or you're just being Bill Burr. Either one of the two right now. Yeah. I mean, in which case, I what's, <laughs> what's the problem with being Bill Burr? I'm saving all my Bill Burr jokes <laughs> for next weekend. Amen. Um... <laughs> I, okay, so going back to the CG, yeah, um, Caleb. Remember earlier we had talked about when I started laughing. Um, we'll, we'll talk about it in the spoiler field section, and then we'll move on, please. But uh, that's that's why I started laughing. Okay, I yeah, see. Indeed, indeed. Here's my poker card right here. Mm. Done. Yeah. All right. Yeah. All right, there you go. <laughs> uh, no, I uh, I thought that the uh, the action sequences for the most part were were pretty enjoyable. Again, I enjoyed the. Uh, I enjoy like the the cheetah and Wonder Woman fight that we got. Um, that was good. Yeah, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. It was good, and I thought that I thought that they did a good job of not making uh, Steve Trevor like the damsel in distress either. Like mm-hmm. I, yeah. he was he was very like useful, you know. Like he was not uh, inept. Yeah, he was competent. And, but, you know, he he was competent in the first one too. So yeah. it, it would have been definitely a step backwards if. He had not been in this movie. Like, what? What? What happened, Steve? <laughs> right. Uh, I, I died. <laughs> I died, and somehow I didn't die. I mean, what? what up? What's up? Yeah. They what literally killed me off in the first movie, and then somebody was like, "All right, uh, what's the revenue for the second one looking like? All right, we got our Diana Prince action figure. We got our uh, Steve Trevor action figure." And they're like, "Uh, no, 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 no he died. Yeah, he's what? What?" We already made these. Yeah, they're already yeah. in production. Yeah. We already got 10000 in this warehouse. Yeah. Is that a fanny pack? <laughs> yeah, you know, we thought that, it'd be, you know, 
pouches, right? Every every hero needs a pouch. Uh, we'll go back to work on the script. <laughs> call, call call Jeff Johns. Work it in. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh, there there was some uh, as we mentioned earlier. Yeah, there were definitely some shoddy uh, CG work that was done here. Uh, th- there were some moments where it almost looked like she's running on a conveyor belt. Uh, when she's moving like really, really fast, and it's like that doesn't quite look like that's how you would move yeah. in that situation. She also seems to be able to manipulate friction. Like, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know if that's part of the power set or not, right, right. but like if. If I'm standing up and like I get mule kicked, I'm not going to remain on my feet and slide. You know, <laughs> I'm, you. I'm going to tumble to the ground and bounce exactly a, a few times. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. No, speaking of power set, we're gonna have to revisit that because I am severely confused. And I am by myself on an island. I need help. Is it Themyscira? I mean, no. that's a great island to be by. I mean, I feel like I would be less confused if I was. I'd be like standing, taking notes like, okay, so that makes sense. That makes sense. Okay, what, what the fuck is that? Oh. Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. For sure. And then they'd kill me for being a dude on the island. Oh, well. Yeah. 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 You can't win them all. Uh, <laughs> but no, I, I thought that for the most part, like the actual fight sequences, I, I like, I, I do like that in this movie, they utilize the, the lasso of truth a whole lot more than we've ever seen. And I'm like, good, like, utilize your resources, woman. Like, you can't have that thing by your side all the time. Finally use it. And she did. Which makes sense because uh, the opening of the movie, um, not a huge spoiler here, just, just like what the movie decidedly monologues regarding in the opening credits and everything like that. Um, truth is a highly revisited theme here. It would be uncanny and, you know, really, really stupid dumb to not use the lasso of truth yeah. when selling a movie about truth. Yeah. Yeah. I'm trying to rush Limbaugh this. Is that making sense? Trying to like accentuate the wrong words? Truth. There you go. See? Yeah. Oh, gotcha. You could Alex Jones this and, and, and yell at everything like this. And <laughs> one woman's an alien. And I didn't catch that. She's a reptilian. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. One more. One more. <laughs> No, 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 listen, one woman, she's, she's, an, she's an alien. She's from, she's from uh, base 54. And uh, Joe Rogan, I'm telling you, Joe. There's... <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yep. Oh, shit. Uh, anyways, no, A- Alex Jones is not in this movie. Uh... <laughs> Spoilers again. Yeah. Not, not as our boy Rush, you know, who's not our boy. Right. Correct. Yeah. Indeed. Correct. Indeed. Uh, but no, um, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, the the, the action in, in CG. How many cease and desist can we get? Let's get all, all of them. <laughs> if somebody was gonna legitimately send us one and be like, you know, butthurt enough over like mm-hmm. a random yeah, yeah. superhero podcast, it would be Alex Jones. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'd still frame it. <laughs> it's like, hey, hey, Q, shut up. We, look. <laughs> yeah, I mean, there were some there were some things that were questionable, but I, I mm-hmm. thought the action was really good and it was varied. And we do get to see her use the lasso a lot, mm-hmm. which I really liked because that's one of my favorite parts of her whole power set and her mythology is the lasso because it's it's really unique, mm-hmm. I think, among superheroes. And that's hard to do, especially today where there's like, you know, Disney is making 75 superhero TV shows like right now. Yeah. <laughs> As we speak. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and I feel like maybe now is, is a good time or maybe the, a, a bad time to mention this fun fact, but mm. it's... 
heavily speculated and rumored that the reason that came about is because the guy they created here was heavily into BDSM. Uh, like, the, <laughs> and I'm like, but I mean, <laughs> this is a judgment free zone. Yeah, yeah, and, but it's like, so in, in 2020, sir, we don't judge you for that. But in 1944, or whenever Wonder Woman was created, like that, yeah, I mean, he had to get his kinks out some some way. But yeah, oh, so that's yeah, yeah. But uh, reportedly, I, I never would have pieced it together yeah, myself. Yeah, I don't remember that's, his name, but I feel uh, like that's Google worthy. Like yeah. it was William something the creator, wasn't he? I forget that guy's name. Yeah, I don't know. I'll, I'll look um, it up real quick. But yeah, that, apparently that's how he came up with that. That's where that's where you get the Jar Jar Binks crossover, <laughs> and he comes in. Oh, you say in big trouble now. <laughs> that's a terrible Jar Jar Binks, but uh, hey, that's you know. the best we're gonna get tonight. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, do we? I don't think we need a good Jar Jar Binks. Yeah. The, the yeah we we had plenty of that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. 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 It was a William Moulton Marston. There it is. Indeed, Mr. Marston. Well, we know yeah. where the Moulton came from. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah, I guess we'll, we'll talk about uh, a little bit of uh, of sound and then our wrapping thoughts, and then we go to the spoiler field section. Yeah, uh, man, I thought Hans Zimmer was done with superhero films. No, did he just mean he's done with bad superhero films? I I don't know because I think he's coming back to do another one as well. You know, it was right. It's, after it's hard Justice to say League. no to those paychecks. <laughs> that's, maybe that's what it is. Yeah. Right after Justice League, he was like, "No more superhero movies." Yeah. I think he just meant no more superhero movies that people are going to universally shit on. Right. Mm-hmm. That's uh, he gets rights to view the script first and be like, "All right, nah, you don't get music." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you better call Junkie XL. Yeah, but I say yeah, call I'm Junkie sorry, XL. What's your explanation for this right here? <laughs> huh? Oh no, no. <laughs> <laughs> call Danny Elfman. No. Call Danny oh, Elfman. Man. <laughs> the oh. only composer to ever get Star Wars wrong. Anyway. Oh shit. <laughs> I was about to say, I'll loop. I, I threw it up for you. I was ready. Yeah. I mean, he did great on the Batman stuff. That's true. That's true. Yeah. And he did great on uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. Yeah. He no, actually sang in that true. one. So there you go. Oh. You know? Yeah. 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 He was Jack Skellington. Oh. There you go. Well, maybe in like 2010, he pulled a Metallica and stopped doing drugs. <laughs> <laughs> now, is that a good thing or a bad thing? It's a bad thing. Okay. That's what it, I thought. From a musical sense. Yeah, yeah. It, everybody who makes music... They are far worse at it, all, you know, off of drugs. That's true. Yeah, that is so That's, weird. It's like when a rapper finds religion. It's like you picked the wrong time. To- Except for DMX. <laughs> is that a Kanye joke? Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. for sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I like a good Kanye joke. <laughs> DMX though was the exception to that. He was praying between tracks about killing your family. And stuff. Hey, that's true. That's true. <laughs> he was. Uh, like, in like the 90s. Yeah, but he, he was trying to... He First was trying track, to... second track, repentance. <laughs> yeah. Third track, fourth track, more repentance. <laughs> like between what these bitches want and stop being greedy, like, yeah. Uh, <laughs> now let's have a prayer for... Yeah, just, we can't do this, X. Uh, but <laughs> anyways... I like the music in this movie. Okay, uh, yeah, yeah. I, I thought yeah. it was good. Um, uh, now the and this isn't on the music. I, I thought that the music did accent some of the dramatized moments. Uh, the only thing that drug it down was once again those moments were definitely prolonged and and you know really dug into. And so it's like the the drama here is starting to wear thin, even with the boombastic music that's helping it. 
No, uh, other than that, I really enjoyed the music here, though. Um, you guys have any other closing thoughts before we uh, wrap up and move on? Yeah, um, uh, on the on the sound, I will. Uh, here's another one for the dictionary. I did think they kind of Infinity Ward it. Uh, her theme is very scarcely used in this film. I noticed that, yeah. um, which I appreciated because in BVS I was literally <laughs> smacked over the head with it. It was like someone like filled a sack with that theme, like on like uh, you know eight tracks and beat me in the theater over the head with it, like a sack of oranges. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, yeah. But yeah, I really I liked the music in this movie. There's no point in the movie where I'm sitting there going, eh, "That doesn't quite fit." But I mean, Hans Zimmer is legend. Yeah. So, um, oh, I I do guess we should mention this before we move on. Uh, so <laughs> we actually talked about three of the main characters. What do you guys think of Diana? Oh, we well, we <laughs> talked about her briefly, but yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> you're right. Uh, I, I so I did not like her in the first movie very much. Mm. I liked Justice League Wonder Woman way more than I liked Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Wonder Woman. Um, that was confusing. Could have put that better. In, in context, it made sense. Yeah. Yes. Without, no. But this is my favorite version of Diana. Mm. Okay. Uh, hands down. I think uh, it would have been easy to, here's another one for the dictionary, to ray her. Uh, uh, and they ha. don't do that. Uh, I can't use a last name there because we don't know what it is. But, uh, <laughs> but didn't start with an S? Like, wasn't this? Uh, yeah, no. no. Brother, welcome no. to the show. This is great. <laughs> yeah. I fucking love this. Yeah, yeah. I'll yeah, no. continue to shit on that. Indeed. <laughs> That, that's a fair point, actually. Um, I, I have not thought about like my rankings of each individual Wonder Woman, um, or at least each individual uh, representation of Wonder Woman. Excuse me. Um, but yeah, I don't really have a problem with this one or how uh, it was portrayed by Gal. I thought she was great again. You know, I'm always happy to see Gal Gadot. Um, she made a mechanics jumpsuit look really good. Yeah. She, she right. That's true. Right. She can make a Crutchy the Clown outfit look really good. I'm, I'm damn. typically yeah. not on this bandwagon. I don't typically think that she's very attractive, but really? I, yes, really. Yeah. And I, I catch shit constantly for this, <laughs> uh, but whatever it is, I just don't see it. But I thought that she looked great in this. Um, yeah. yeah. Uh, my favorite version of her all around. And it's, it's hard to make a relatable character who is this powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, this could be a whole episode, but I feel like they've never cracked that with Superman in this oh, of course iteration not. of yeah. DC, um, partially because Clark Kent doesn't exist in the DCU. But anyway, uh, <laughs> that could be a whole tangent. Uh, but I think that they did a really good job with that in this movie of giving her obstacles and struggles, and she is still Wonder Woman. You know, I do have one question uh, to both you gentlemen, actually, because um, I legitimately do not know. I have not heard news or really looked into it personally. Um, now, the first movie... Wonder Woman, they made a large deal about how they did, like, no CG cleanup Photoshop work for Diana. Like, everything you saw was natural. Like, hey, like, every every bit of, like, a, like, shoulder or arm or, like, whenever she, like, superhero landed and, like, you see, like, the knee or the thighs. Like, no, we're not cleaning that up. That's real. Like, did they do that again for this one? I would assume that Patty Jenkins probably insisted on that staying... The case, um, I've grown to really like her. Uh, she just recently uh, is got that Mr. Mouse money because she's making Rogue Squadron for them, mm. which I'm excited about. Uh, so uh, there was also, you know, this was kind of buzz on the internet that 
they kind of negotiated uh, a payout for them because their pay was like tied to how well the movie was going to do. And they kind of like went to Warner Brothers and negotiated like, hey, you know, we're, we're going to give you this amount because we're putting it on HBO Max. And so the theatrical draw isn't going to be that good, which is great for Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. But unfortunately, what they've done is they pissed off everyone who's in all the other movies that are yeah. releasing on HBO Max because mm-hmm. they didn't get this meeting. Uh, but it's not to detract James from, Gunn. Yeah, right. Exactly. But and not, Nolan. Not to detract from your question, though, I, 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 I would imagine that they would have kept that the same. Okay. I mean, that's something I valued. And that's something that's like, okay, cool. I mean, that feels like one of those about time things. It's like, wait, why wasn't this already done type thing? So I'm glad that Patty hasn't changed her MO. You know? Agreed. Yeah. Yeah, so. yeah I, had, I had zero idea. So, yeah, for sure. Thank you. Because I didn't know. Right. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But no, uh, I think as as a whole, I thought that uh, Wonder Woman eighty four was it was an enjoyable experience. Um, yeah. The 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 cons for this movie for me is that it it is too long. I think like this isn't necessarily a movie that has a plot that needs to be two hours and thirty seven minutes. Uh, it, it could easily be two hours and ten minutes. I think, and then they could. I think there's still plenty of room for them to, uh, to tell their story properly. Um, I I also feel that like some of the CG maybe needed a little bit more work. Uh, I don't know if that's because of the uh, the VFX house that they used or who, or who they uh, outsourced their work to uh, to clean up. I don't know if it's, if it's on them, if it's a money thing, if it's a time thing. I imagine it's not a time thing because if there's one thing that, that people had this year, it's time to work. At right. least those those kind of, that, that kind of work. Uh and uh, I mean, other than that, though, I thought that it was uh, it was a very serviceable movie. I'm not going to say that it did a lot of things great, but it did a lot of things good, or at least good enough for me to to say that. Yeah, I, I would definitely recommend people go check this out on HBO Max. Uh, I think it's a really fun movie that anybody can watch. Yeah, yeah I would agree. But, yeah. That being said, I give it a seven point five out of ten. I haven't even thought about the Dagum score. <laughs> well, I'll go. Uh, so, in turn, to piggyback off your runtime. Uh, I, I think that a great movie, like, so you have to balance it out, right? Do you earn the high spots in your movie and make it long? Avengers Endgame being the, mm-hmm. you know, the 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 prime example there. Cool. Uh, or do you hit those big moments and they're not earned because the movie's too short and you didn't mm-hmm. adequately build in the things that would need to happen in order for those things to be earned? Uh, and the the best movies strike that balance perfectly. And I think that that's really important uh, to look at. Uh, I, all things considered, there were some things in this movie where I just rolled my eyes into the back of my head. But there's also times in this movie where they did things that the DC Universe has never done for me as far as like my emotional attachment to the film. They made me feel things, which is what Marvel does best and uh, what the best films do uh, in, in a really good way. And the, DC just really hasn't done that for me. They have made me... DC so far has made me visually appreciate what I see on the screen. They have made me laugh, but they have never really made me feel like this hopeful, like, just connection to the film. And uh, this movie did that. So I'm going to give it a uh, 8.0. Okay. Very nice, man. Very nice. Real quick, um, you have a really... You have a really awesome way of just asking the right mechanical questions. And I've 
fucking love that. I wish I wish I was better at that like you, you know? I had um, videos. Where, where you're... <laughs> <laughs> Touche. Not bad, not mm. bad. But it's like, what you just said there was like, oh, does this movie earn its big dramatic moments with the long recording or does it try to shoot too quickly, you know? Does it blow its load too soon, you know? Um, nice. Nice, man. Um, kind of picking back off what you said there, you know, I... I, I didn't really mind the length of the movie at all. It was more like the stuff in between. Um, had they cut that and then made the movie shorter, I would not have complained, you know, because there was a few things where it's like personally, give and take, I wish they took some time to clean up better on. Because like you said, I kind of rolled my eyes and like we joked about, I audibly laughed awkwardly in the middle of the theater in moments that probably shouldn't have been laughed at because I just thought it was not... Well done. That being said, the the score, the number that keeps dancing through my mind because overall I still enjoyed the movie and I still really enjoyed um, their outlook on the theme and what they were attempting to do and what they were attempting to help us feel and understand about this growth and these characters and their, you know, development overall. The number I keep revisiting is a flat seven. Like, I, I like it. I would happily watch it again. Is it my favorite? Nah. Is it one of the better Wonder Woman's? Hell yeah. There you go. Seven. Done. And there you have it, folks. Uh, so that is our scores and rankings. Uh, let the record show that the medium is my score. Get the fuck out. So- I knew you were going to do it. I knew it, too. I was sitting here. You know what? No, 6.9. <laughs> I'm going to give it a 9.7. There you go. Shit. Uh, yep. But that is our spoiler free review for guys. Now, don't go away yet unless you haven't seen the movie. But if you have already seen the movie or if you're fine with spoilers, then stick around, guys, because we're going to talk a little bit more about some spoilers. Hell yeah. Yes. All right. Excuse so, me. burp time. Yeah. What's um, our filler? What's our filler? I almost wish I saved the tidbit about the the creator being in the BDSM for now. For now. Actually, uh, would, that would have yeah. been a good filler. I, yeah. I got something. So, yeah. in terms of spoilers, uh, for those of you listening to this, uh, <laughs> you know, we mentioned earlier that we're doing Mandalorian very soon, and uh, I'm the only one here who has seen it. So if you have seen it, <laughs> now wait a minute. All day I have been, like, had my lips stapled shut to not spoil the huge moments in the later half of season two for these guys. Uh, so just know that as I sit here, I'm very frustrated that I can't talk about it. <laughs> oh. They have no idea what they're in for. I, I hope right, they just... Right. I, I told I, I told him to, to I said call out of work cut off your phone don't get on the internet just watch it okay okay fair, fair. yeah and um, uh, luckily a lot of my friends actually outside of the circle of friends I've gained from knowing Q a lot of my friends don't watch the show at all that's so good. a lot of the people I know have not posted jack shit because they are they don't even know season one all yeah. they know is that there's a thing out there called Baby Yoda for some reason <laughs> and it, it gets memes and that's their extent don't spoil it for them folks. Amen. Uh, Please and thank you. I do have to give uh, Disney props for how they handled Baby Yoda in season one. The fact that no one knew that this thing was going to even be in the show. Like, like no outside sources knew. Mm-hmm. Like, that was kept a secret until the episode dropped. To the point where Disney actually, if you think about it, they lost money on Baby Yoda. Because there were no toys made for him. Yeah. Because if there were toys made, shit would have been leaked. Yep. Yeah. And uh, there were people chomping at the bit. 
to get those toys. I mean, oh, this yeah. year they're mm-hmm. every, they have a, they have a Baby Yoda everything. Oh yeah. yeah. I mean, Baby, what was the product of Baby Yoda that sold out like crazy? The Funko Pop figure. The Funko Pop figure. Yeah. They also have a giant Funko Pop that's like this wide. Oh, it's so a, like it's like actual actual size, size Baby Yoda. Baby Yoda. Um, wow. There's Side, just Sideshow made a uh, Baby Yoda. The same company that made the the Captain America behind right, me right, here. Right. Uh, and the Batman here, like they they made a, uh, a a Baby Yoda. I think that I think it is. If it's no, I think it's half scale, but it's still pretty fucking big, and like the detail is just immaculate on that thing. But that, that's a lot of Yoda. It's a lot of Yoda. It but it sold out. Yeah, so. the actual doll they use in the show. A lot of people think he's completely CG, but he's not. There's actually a doll in the show, and it's like it costs like a hundred grand or something Jesus. because it can do all the movements and all that shit. Yeah. Uh, the only thing that's always CG are the eyes. They they couldn't get the eyes quite right, mm. so I think the doll just has like a little like green screen that makes sense. for the yeah. eyes, yeah. and yeah. then they put those in with CG. But yeah, it's actually a doll, and the re- and that's really cool because the actress can interact with it, right? Mm-hmm. And it can do all those motions and stuff. That is pretty dope. And no, I've not bad, not bad. I've seen the first four episodes of season two. I've really been enjoying it so far. Uh, I'll say this and then we can move on, but like I, I thought that it was just gonna be uh Mando rose in the town, he needs something, they'll give him the said thing in turn of a favor, and then he gets mm-hmm. what he needs, he moves on to the next town, and then, you know, like the, the the Western formula. Right. Like, you know, from from back in the day. I thought that's what all of season two was gonna be. Instead they ended up doing like two episodes of that and then Starting episode three, they really started to turn it up some, and then episode four for sure. And so, cool. curious to see what happens next. Yeah, uh, season one is a uh, first Avenger, and then the first half of like season two is uh, like a, a a random short between <laughs> between them, and then uh, like uh, or I guess it could be like you know it could be like Avengers or whatever, and then the la- later half of season two is uh, Winter Soldier. <laughs> yeah, to make that reference again. That's a hell of a bar. That, that is. That's a very tall bar. Yeah. But yeah, I think that's plenty of filler. So yeah. hopefully you homies have had time to, you know, unpause and to continue playing. You came back home from your awesome theaters or your HBO Max subscriptions. Either way, uh, clean up your popcorn, sit your ass down. Let's do part two. All right. So, Kevin, I got to know, what was the part that, that made you audibly laugh? Dude, oh, my fucking gosh. Thank <laughs> my mouth is... Uh, Every spoiler section starts exactly like this. <laughs> right? My energy is quelled until this part. And it's like, yes, unkept with the fire. So, dude, it was it was some fucking CG part when they were, like, in the Middle East. And it's like, the it, I think it was running that started it. And then they did the stupidest shit from like the early 80s. I'm angry I saw this on screen today in 2020. Like, you have no fucking reason for that to be in this movie when she's like running. And at first, it was like an angled shot in the front of her where we see Diana just boom, 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 pounding on the road and like her weird green screen elliptical where it doesn't look like she's touching the road. Yeah, but they for some reason, run. Yeah. like her legs are moving at like, like, what, five miles an hour, but then she's moving at, like, 75 miles an hour? Like, get the fuck out of here. Then the camera made the mistake of, like, showing her from the front, and it was obviously bad CG work. And they're just, like, showing this off, like, like a dumbass kid who's in seventh grade showing off a cartoon drawing he did with a crayon. Like, look, this is what I made. You're seventh grade. Get the fuck out of here. You should be doing better than this. It was bad. It looked like Clark running in the early seasons of Smallville. 
I never watched Smallville, so yeah. There you go. That's exactly, it's exactly the show. Oh, shit. It was, it was bad. And I saw that, and I was like, I, I started laughing. It's like, there's no way this is in this movie. There's no way that this is their paid-for-a-quality product, and they said, yep, this is good enough. Run it. Ah, damn. Yeah, there, there's some stuff where it's like, you just kind of wonder... I feel better. Thank you for asking. Oh, yeah. I didn't realize yeah, I, I needed that. I, I, you know, I, I could tell, you know, like, mm-hmm. it's like let's, let's go ahead and hit release. Shit's raging. Yeah. Rage mage. <laughs> the, uh, the excellent opening scene on Themyscira um, where they're doing uh, Themyscira and Ninja Warrior. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. That was a very confusing sport at first until I saw the thing. And they've really great. expanded yeah. that brand. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, it's in those very niche places now. Uh, but that being said, some of the, like, either, I'm, I'm guessing they didn't find a small stunt child. So, I, you know, it's probably CG, but there's a couple of times where she's, like, flipping and stuff mm-hmm. like that, and yeah. it just looks awkward. Like, they put some shoddy CG mm-hmm. in it. Otherwise, I love that opening scene. And then we get to the mall robbery, and this is the Joel Shoemaker part I referenced <laughs> earlier. The whole time that scene's going on, I'm like... This oh my fucking god, garbage. how bad is this going to be? If the movie had stayed like that, mm-hmm. I might would have been like, guys, I'm going to be in the car. Um, <laughs> and it's like 27 degrees outside here, okay? Yeah. And I still would have left. Uh, thankfully, if you go watch the movie, don't roll your eyes too far you know, to where you hurt yourself because uh, <laughs> the rest of the film is considerably better. The, it's easily the worst part of the movie by far. They could have cut that whole part out, and I would have been immediately yeah. happier. I, you know what it was? It was... I mean, by all definitions, the opening scene in an early 80s cartoon. This is what you see when you turn on G.I. Joe. This is what you see when you watch the first 10 minutes of Transformers. True. And, like, and Ninja Turtles. This is what you get. And that's what forces me to revisit the, the question you were asking earlier, which is like, well, what if this was their, like, tongue-in-cheek? We're like, you know, uh, we're, we're very meta right now mm. in referencing this type of product this type of uh cinematic telling and it's like oh yeah look at this like obviously 80s cartoon here but using gal gadot and real people and it's like i i i get that and i'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt instead of shitting on it and say you know what sure maybe that's what they were going for but uh i don't know man they they tried and it didn't and it hit. It wasn't worth it. It's not the good meta. It's like no. it's like cyberpunk is about corporate exploitation, and you were sold a buggy game. You know, it's that. It's, <laughs> it's that, that kind of meta. <laughs> it's that kind of meta. CD <laughs> Projekt the wrong time to drink some water. <laughs> damn. CD Projekt Red chose the corporate route. Damn. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that makes me sad. <laughs> I've been trying to enjoy the game. Damn it. It's, it's hey guys, it's also keep, keep an eye out for our Patreon review of Cyberpunk. Uh, that's going to be coming to you guys as well. There's more to come. Don't There's assume you come. know what we think. <laughs> I'm just here to advertise that's future right. Patreon episodes. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for helping us be our spotter. Yeah, they gave me a, they gave me a short list that's before right. I sat down. Exactly. Uh, you got to get all these lines in. Hell yeah. Two down, more to go. No, I'm joking. I'm joking. Yeah, uh, Speaking yeah. of cyberpunk, they have androids. You know what else has androids? Dragon Ball Z, Android Saga, which we'll be covering on <laughs> Patreon. <laughs> Well done. You, you've done your chunk now. Okay. Okay. Hot damn. Okay. Oh, shit. All right. Uh, what were we talking about? Wonder Woman. We were talking about the worst parts of the movie. Oh, so we can right. Get to the best yeah. parts. Um, that, 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 that mall heist is the worst. 
It is. I, yeah. I mean, I, I was, it was, it's all cringe. It was bad. It's it's cringe and cheese. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and no and, no bread, nothing. It's cringe and cheese. Yeah, it's it's that government cheese is what it is. Too. Yeah, Velveeta <laughs> yeah. back in the day God. cheese. It, yeah. it feels like the opening of Batman Forever with the the, oh. the Two Face heist. Oh shit, dude. Jeez. That's bad. It it could be worse. It could be the opening of Batman and Robin. That's yes, we have reviewed on this podcast. That's true. That's I don't true. know, man. If uh, if those robbers would have busted out ice skates randomly, <laughs> I, I think it would have actually improved the scene. <laughs> there were moments where it looked like Wonder Woman and then professional was. hockey all of a sudden, you know? Yeah. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe that's the control of the friction. Oh, oh, yeah. She had ice skates. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Yeah. That would make sense why she's crime uh, fighting in heels all the time. There were so many moments in that scene where it was just like, I thought she's just gonna turn and wink at the fucking camera. Oh yeah, oh it yeah, so she bad. did. Well, she, she winked right. at she winked at a, a, at a kid, but the kid happened to be in the direction of the camera. I'm of like, you course, motherfuckers. It was. Wink. Yeah. yeah, and that's when I thought the Pepsi was gonna come up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but it never did. You know, the worst part about all of that is the fact that I can't tell people to fast forward it because. The MacGuffin of the whole movie starts in that scene. So, yes. Yeah, that's true. And, and I, I uh, you know, since you bring up the MacGuffin, mm-hmm. when, when it was revealed what the MacGuffin is, that was another eye roll. I was like, oh, fucking God, this mm-hmm. is so bad. But they somehow landed that because when you, when you find out that the MacGuffin is basically a ring of wish from D&D, but just uh, and, and if they would have just taken it down to Rick Sanchez's uh, store to get the curse taken right. off, I know, right? <laughs> yeah. It would have been fine. Yeah, but uh, well, yeah. well, well, I, I can take off the curse for you. You just have a fancy gold ring. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, it. I was very, very worried with that opening scene, and then finding out that it's a wish granting rock or whatever. But then, yeah. when you find out it's got like the, you know, the the curse quote unquote attached to it. That's when it got a little more interesting, and then the way that they used it was actually quite good for what it is. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. for such a simple MacGuffin, because the context of that is not very deep. Like, there's not a lot of thought behind that. Where it's like, hey, it's a magic item. It grants your wish if you're touching it and, and audibly vocalize your wish. Dope, cool, great. Everyone's happy. I liked what they did with it. Mm-hmm. I gotta say, I laughed at the idea that it is. The best definition of MacGuffin that I can oh, think yeah. of presently. Like, yeah. if I needed to teach someone who listens to this episode what a MacGuffin is, it is that yeah. in, in its entirety. Mm-hmm. You know, the item that makes the movie happen. Yes. Right there. And it could have gone south bad. But it really could have. It really didn't. And when we get to that moment where he's going to make his wish... I did not see coming at all where he goes, I want to become the Dreamstone. No, that was a great surprise. Mm. Yeah, and I was like, okay, he's going to wish for infinite money or oil or whatever. And then he's like, yeah. no, I want to become you. And the thing like fades, and I was like, oh, shit. Yeah, yeah that yeah, was cool. That. He just turns into a, a big-ass rock. So, yeah. <laughs> that, 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 <laughs> he Like, the human before him who made that wish, like, reverts back and it's like... Yes, I'm free. And then, like, he's the rock in the chair now. Yeah, um, but it that, did that remind was... me. That's a good reference, though. It reminded me of that moment in like Aladdin where uh, Jafar wishes oh, yeah. to become the genie or whatever. Oh yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah. So that All does reference. that does drive this question, which I know you and I have been sitting on for a hot minute. Q, get get your ass ready for this. We need to know 
how accurate was the representation of Maxwell in this film with regards to the power set, to, to the capability of what he was and wasn't. Okay, uh, so... Yeah, they completely made all of this up for him. Okay, I yeah. thought so. It was well made <laughs> it up. Was. Like, it was dope. It was very but... enjoyable. And uh, th- there were a lot of really subtle, clever clues that they added from the comics. So, like, what his powers is from the comics is, uh, you guys have, have seen Jessica Jones Season 1, uh, Jebediah Kilgrave, the Purple Man. Purple Man. That's yeah. essentially what... Uh, what he can do in the comics. Okay. Yeah, so... Uh, so... Yeah, Maxwell has the, has the ability to vocally speak something and have you do it. Suggestive manipulation. Yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. And uh, and I was waiting for the nosebleed, because every time he does it, he, he, uh, his nose bleeds. And so when his nose finally ble- finally bled, okay. you know, it was kind of like a... Well, the, the yeah. small nod they gave us was every time uh, Pascal did... Mm-hmm. And like the little, like, oh, the headache finger. Like, yeah. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm Scott Gray. Ah, you know, yeah. <laughs> Can I just say that Pedro Pascal is like the reverse Nicolas Cage? Like he reads the script, and <laughs> if, if he doesn't want to be in the shit, he's not going to be in. Yeah, because he is just very—you you can tell that he really cares about every role that he takes on. Yeah. Oh yeah. And if he does, if he can't get into it like that, he just doesn't yeah. do the role. Dude, he was awesome, man. Yeah. Like he made this movie for me, and Christian Wig made this movie mm. for me. Had it not been for those two uh, casting calls, as you know. The, the primary driving villains in this movie, I'm not sure I could have invested in it. Right. It yeah. reminds me of them casting Benedict Cumberbatch as Doctor Strange. Mm. You have to say a bunch of really ridiculous shit and make it not be incredibly yeah. cheesy. <laughs> right. If this had not been Pedro Pascal, uh, th- this could have gone very wrong very quickly. That is true because, like, they gave him so much of the movie that yeah. if, if you play this like, like it's a fucking joke, then... That's what the movie's gonna be. Exactly. Uh, yeah. Like someone less capable in that driving seat would have crashed. Oh yeah, yeah, uh, absolutely. Because like that 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 is how it came off as. Uh, be, but just because Pedro, man, he just fucking nailed it. So it worked. Mm. Um, I was I was really pleased with this role here. Uh, now there was another uh, really interesting sort of nod that they took from the comics as well, uh, and and th- and that is. Uh, they primarily took things from uh, a tie-in to uh, Infinite Crisis. Uh, it's a prelude tie-in, in which case uh, Batman, spoiler alert, gets really paranoid. I know, hard to believe, Batman, <laughs> of all people, gets paranoid. But That's weird. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he develops a satellite called Brother One, and uh, it's a satellite, it's an eye in the sky that can essentially keep, keep an eye on basically everybody. Okay, yeah. that was going to be another one of my questions, where it's like, this satellite technology that the president just so happens to have, <laughs> he, yeah. he, he didn't come up with this. But, His assholes didn't think about this. That was Wayne Tech. I was looking yeah. for Wayne's name <laughs> on the blueprints, like Wayne Industries. Uh, but, except no. Little Bruce would have been Little Bruce here. Um, yeah. But, uh, it could have been his dad. It could have been his dad, yeah. yeah. But uh, in, in the comics, Maxwell, you know, while Bruce essentially is preoccupied with other shit, uh, Maxwell goes in and he hijacks the shit. So he learns the identity of everybody. Uh, he he fucking kills Blue Beetle. Uh, he he works super fucking hard over the course of years to develop his power strong enough to verbally manipulate Superman. Uh, Wonder Woman has to go and and try to fight Superman, but it's Superman, and so <laughs> <laughs> so it's a hard time. And what ends up happening here is that Wonder Woman lassos. Maxwell Lord, and she asked him, 
what the fuck do I need to do to, to bring Superman back to normal? And he goes, you have to kill me. And she goes, okay. And she breaks his neck. (laughs) (laughs) And for a minute there, you could, you could assume that this, that's how this is going to play out uh, to an extent. I destroy the stone. You know, on that similar note, is there a comic book foundation for the Dreamstone, or did they just MacGuffin this out of MacGuffin land? To my knowledge, they just made this one up, I think. Okay. Uh, I don't know. Maybe they took it from uh, any kind of uh, mythology that Wonder Woman is based off of, but Mm. as far as, like, the Wonder Woman comics, I haven't ran into anything like that. Well, what what was the idea of the mascara based off of? Is that Uh, Greek? Greek? Yeah, I thought so. Um that's why but. the time difference is so jarring. It, it, for me, at least the beginning, when it was like, hey, aren't these people dead? Oh, wait, that happens later. It was like, okay, the place looks like ancient Greece all the yeah. fucking time. <laughs> mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm, mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's because I had that same mindset. I had to like piece together, when is this? And should Hippolyta and all of them be dead? No, 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 no. That's later, I guess. Right. It has to be. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Maybe that's another thing where like, for all the five minutes they had in the movie. Yeah. Hattie Jenkins went to go see Justice League, and then she was like, son of a bitch. Do you guys know you <laughs> killed off all my characters? I'm like, yeah. <laughs> Right. We didn't know that you really wanted to use them like that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. That's great. Yeah. Um, but no, I, I really like, though, how they kind of flipped this power set. I mean, so his powers here, it's still got the the point across that Maxwell Lord is a slimy son of a bitch. Yeah, a very very well talented uh, con mm. man. Oh yeah. You know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And what about the motive? the The young man kind of seemed like the the made up narrative for the sake mm. of the movie. Yeah, um, he's he's definitely like the the kid Alistair, I think was his name. Yep. Uh, so kind of like the same way in Endgame. As soon as I saw Morgan, I was like, Tony Stark's gonna die because I don't like. <laughs> Who the fuck are you, kid? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, when I saw Alistair, I was like, this kid definitely plays a pivotal role in either the death of Maxwell Lord or the rehabilitation of Maxwell Lord, because I don't I don't know him from anywhere. Yeah, yeah I, I, I immediately thought, I was like, dang, yeah. man, it's going to be hard for her to look like the hero mm-hmm. if she kills this, you know, this kid's dad. Yeah. You yeah. know, just... <laughs> I'll, and 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 that's a fine line that you had you know they had to kind of thread the needle on that and and not make her look villainous in any way because you never want Diana to look villainous right uh, even though in the comics she straight up murdered this dude oh yeah, yeah. It's, there's there's a there's a hard talking to from Batman and Superman like hey uh, hey that wasn't cool bro <laughs> you know we, you know we don't do that here <laughs> <laughs> my thing is if you don't want me to kill you you probably shouldn't mind control Superman and try to kill you. right. I mean that's a great counterpoint, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I feel is. like that's a, that's you're opening yourself up to whatever happens. Yeah, that is true. And maybe both of these uh, other dudes didn't have room to talk because Batman was busy, you know, dicking around in the sky, and and Superman was busy dicking around. Uh, I, can we talk about her power set? Thank you. Mm. What the fuck was that? Well, uh, so I was confused. There was a couple things. Mm. I liked the jet. Mm-hmm. Uh, I I I thought for sure they would never bring the invisible jet. Right, in. but is there any comic basis for her just being able to make anything? Invisible? Okay, thank you. I was I was holding my breath because I didn't want to be the negative Nancy in the room because it's like I didn't know that she could conveniently. Why the fuck is she not doing that more often, Bruh, Just like <laughs> invisible blast. Like what the yeah. fuck are we doing? What? Okay, so 
the short answer is hell no. Like, <laughs> okay, she can't make, thank you. She can't I make was, anything invisible. I, I would have been like, nah. Bring that, the book. That, that is not in her. Like, bring forth the scriptures. Right. I mean, like, like I, I, I could have missed something. Like, I'll go back and revisit. But nah. <laughs> to my knowledge, okay. I've never seen her do that before. Because that was strange. That was a. I'm not sure what to talk that up as. It's like a bad Mary Sue moment or something. I, I have no idea. But it's like. I'm sorry, what is she doing? She's like rubbing her hands on the dashboard of the yeah. plane, like, ooh, the mascara helped me. And and it's like, <laughs> I, I, I like that they used a technique to temporarily ch- turn the jet invisible, but it's like how we got there was... No, it wasn't temporary. We saw the invisible jet, ironic. We saw yeah. the invisible jet again later <laughs> in a different scene. That's why I said ironic, because I was like, oh, yep, yeah, yep, yeah. Boom, boom. Okay. But, um... Yeah, no, like, what she did was permanent. That uh, jet stayed invisible the rest of the movie. Oh, that's movie. true, because she said she lost her coffee cup when she did it to the coffee cup. Yeah. Actually, quite funny. I laughed is, at that. Yeah, I was like, it, was, it, was, <laughs> it was very subtle in the yeah. movie. She's like, yeah, I did it to a coffee cup one time, and I lost it. Yeah. I, I actually <laughs> chuckled at that. I thought that was really funny. Yeah. Imagine I, that. I, I think most people didn't even catch it. Well, no, at that, that point, you. I was already upset at what I was saying, because I was like, wait, no, no. What are you doing, woman? What is this? Why did you... Did, did, why didn't you do that to the Batmobile when you're driving through the Dagum Justice League movie? I mean, that would have made it easier to get around. But Imagine doing okay. that to like your, your car keys. Like, fuck. <laughs> does, uh, does she have her sword in Justice League? She has it in. I want to say, yeah. That was another thing I wanted to bring up. Like, she had no lethal weapon here. She only had the lasso, yeah, not she even her, her shield, uh, her, her sword, or her shield. She, she's got. I mean, she got these hands. Yeah, she got. <laughs> she's got them hands, right. and she's got weird Nova bang bracers. You yeah. know, bang bracers. That's a term now. But yeah. um, uh, I I don't think that's what that is. I think that's something else. Yeah. If, if you Google bang <laughs> bracers, you will find. <laughs> probably, gonna get, probably aren't going to come up with this movie. Uh, disclaimer from the super right. homies: Do not Google bang bracers. <laughs> Or do I? Yeah, or do yeah. If if you like Mr. William, uh, the guy who created Wonder Woman, you you'll probably be into it. You might want to turn uh, turn off that do not uh, turn on that do not track right. mode or that incognito <laughs> mode <laughs> to make us feel better. Anyway, there you go. Uh, but okay, so good to know. Invisible Invisible Blast is not a real power, thankfully. Yeah. What and, about and maybe, dumbass maybe, uh, lasso lightning? I I don't like that. Personally, yeah, because it didn't make I, any I, sense. I would believe that some artist and writer somewhere decided, yeah, it's a great idea, put it in the book. But I personally refuse to receive that as canon. Please I actually liked me. it. I liked the lightning. Yeah. I didn't like that the whip kind of can do anything though, mm-hmm. and that's kind of where they were going with it. It's like yeah. at one point she like throws it forward uh, and like pulls herself on it on nothing. like no, she spins it. Mm. Yeah, only like the end, like a three foot. <laughs> diameter of the whips in like spins and it's like a helicopter effect to like jet her forward yeah no i'm i'm right there with you like that's dumb yeah, the the lightning didn't bother me maybe because it's been in all the trailers and i've had all this time oh, to get right, used right. to it but yeah. i i actually thought that was cool uh i the whole like where she lasts the plane and just like you know chills with the plane i was like why didn't you think of that way before now that seems like a given right but like yeah. you can out Spider Man, Spider Man with that. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. But like when she does the like, uh, is there any comic basis for the lasso being also able to like show you shit? Because uh, that was dumb. That was like a Goku reads your mind dynamic. It, it, type it, I was gonna, I was going to mention that actually. <laughs> I was literally going to bring that up. Like you know how Goku has like these one and done abilities mm-hmm. that he'll pull out and then never done again. Never again. Yeah. 
this is kind of what some of this is here. I would be willing to bet that there's a single issue in Wonder Woman's 70-year history where maybe she does use the last truth to do that. Notice but no no writer picked that back up. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it served its purpose dumb. in this film, but it did get to that point where it's like, can we get a please a full listing of what the lasso does? Yeah. Well, I mean, did it though? The purpose it served came to be ultimately useless too. But we'll get to that in a second. I got to make fun of the last one, one more pivotal moment, mm. which is ironically uh, touching very close to the scenes I just was about to make fun of. The lasso. Okay, so let's revisit the scenery here. And please, gentlemen, correct me if I am wrong. I hope I am. Um, Wonder Woman breaks into the broadcasting secret base of the president where he has the presidential pedestal set up and, and Pedro Pascal's uh, Maxwell is there uh, reigning over all of humanity, making them all wishing and wishes come true, and he's the fucking Jiminy Cricket of the movie. And then all of a sudden, she comes up, snatches the camera with the whip, throws it aside. Notice there ain't no camera now. There is no broadcasting equipment. And then... He does his crazy thing, some stuff happens, and then like he steps into the pedestal of light in the center. For some reason, that was effective. That I did things. That shit I did. That was magical bullshit. That's like sword in the stone level. Merlin's up in the room somewhere, shit. And then after all that, she sneakingly like gets him an ankle bracelet with the whip, and then it's like broadcasting to the world via whip and him. Because for some reason, the middle pedestal still also has broadcasting power. So she's, like, using the whips, like, it built a microphone, <laughs> you know, to, right. to directly speak to everybody. Which, I hated how they did that, by the way. But that's another point. I'm not getting to that yet. We definitely have to talk about that point. Thank you. Yes, thank I, you. I, because I have some thoughts on that, too. But, yeah, but, I mean. But revisiting the, the prowess of the whip in being a telecommunicator worldwide. Because yeah. at this point, Batman needs to build some more dagger lassos <laughs> of truth. Yeah, that I, shit's capable of whatever. Yeah, she has complete like prehensile like control over the thing, and it made no sense, right? Am I alone in this? You're not. You're not alone. Yeah, Thank you. It, uh, it's just a little come over stand the line under this me. flag. <laughs> it's, a, it's a little over the line. It's not way over the line, uh, but it is a little over the line. I don't know, man. I think they redrew the line. Oh, <laughs> uh, maybe. Yeah, they are doing that a lot. Uh, yeah, like it was. Yeah, like I so as far as like her using it to like broadcast to like the whole world, I was at that point I was really confused at what was going on. Period. So I didn't know. I thought it was. I didn't know what was causing the broadcast. At that, at that point, the movie was losing itself off the tracks, and it was mm-hmm. it was ricocheting up back and forth. Yeah, it was like okay, uh, we need to rein this back in. Yeah. We got to stop. Well, something really cool would happen, and then you'd get a few minutes of the fuck, and then uh-huh. then they would be like, nah, more cool. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it's the rule of cool, man. I always bring that shit up, mm. like like the rule of cool. Like if 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 it doesn't make sense but it looks fucking awesome, then do it anyway. Like, right. Michael like Bay's rule. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. uh, but what an educational episode! <laughs> <laughs> A semi truck spins out of control. Fifteen helicopters, you know, <laughs> they all crash. The semi continues to spin through the explosion. <laughs> For some reason, uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger is on the top with a minigun. And Megan Fox is slow-mo running. Yeah, yeah behind yeah, it yeah. all. She's behind it all. Optimus <laughs> <laughs> Prime on a dinosaur swoops in to save the day. Uh, he actually really Sam. did that. 
So moving on. <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> I need more kombucha. I'm, I oh know. shit. I, I, but I like you. I didn't understand why he stood into the beam of light. As a matter of fact, yeah. that entire they, scene right? when he's in that room to make another Batman Forever comparison was very yeah. like when Riddler's got mm-hmm. all the like brains stuck yeah, the, the antennas. Yeah. yeah. Um, also, it, I don't give a shit. If there's anything 2020 has definitely proven, I get that they were trying to do like the Dark Knight, like humanity is naturally good thing, but there's no way everybody gives all that that's shit. That's what I was going to no. say. No. Exactly. No way in hell. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, and that's that's definitely that's definitely like a key thing that I wish they had tried to expound upon more mm-hmm. because you you can get me to suspend my belief that there's this island full of beautiful, powerful Amazonian women. I'll I'll suspend my belief for that, but when it comes to humanity and saying that, yeah, even when presented with utter destruction, humanity will give back their the greatest desire. And fuck no, maybe forty five percent will. Uh, you got to go back to Watchmen for that shit. Yeah. yeah, no, they had to lie to everybody right. to make them team up. All right, yeah, we can't get people to wear a mask to not kill old people. <laughs> right, right. I mean, yeah. just when they're in public. Yeah, yeah. Nobody's yeah. no nobody's giving up their fortune or their revived loved ones or whatever the you know whatever they wished for. Yeah. yeah. Their or their dead wives, or who just said killer. Yeah. <laughs> and which also, with situations like the monkey paw or whatnot, like I, I wonder what happens when two people make contradicting wishes that interfere with with each other. True. True. You have to get the stack rule for magic out. <laughs> oh. uh, you know, well, this one was made first, so this one uh, executes uh, on uh. top of it, and then you know they resolve top down. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. But, but the other thing too that I thought they played fast and loose was like, okay, I I got the fact that. You know, there's like a, a, you get a boon from it, and then there's a curse attached as well. They didn't really do a good job explaining that once he became the stone, that he now can make his own, like, the bad side, the curse mm-hmm. up. Yeah. It took a couple times of him doing it, and for me to put it together, like, oh, okay, that's what he's doing. He's, yeah. he's deciding the bad, the, you know, the, the fine print of the contract. Yeah. H- hence the benefit of being the stone, which... I'm I'm right there with you. It eventually made sense. The first time, I was just like, wait. Why do you get to do that? Yeah. What's going on? This is really awkward. Yeah. Like, did they just listen? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That and also, it's like, you know, they didn't explain this either. It's almost like he is compelled, since he is the stone, to, like, seek out people and grant their wishes. Like, it's, it's like, right. his only, like, purpose now, kind mm-hmm. of. And they didn't do a good job to me of explaining that. It's almost like he's just a fucking madman going around granting wishes for people. And that, the very last bit, I I was having a hard time balancing this in my mind. And I'm very willing and hopeful to accept that I'm wrong in this. Um, But there was a time when it felt like he no longer... The rule of thumb for that, that power set was that if they wished it he could grant it and thus consequently demand the sacrifice in return. Like, mm-hmm. the turn of events had to happen in order for him to gain something personal in return. Now, at the end of the movie, it felt that that wasn't the case. Like, all of a sudden now, he's become such a powerful wishing entity or wish-granting genie in a bottle that he no longer had to fulfill a demand. He could demand without return. Right. Like, I, I thought I caught a glimpse of that at the very end, where it's like, oh, now 
I'm all powerful, wish granting. Now you and you and you, you, you suck. Now you have to do it like this, you know, like, oh, one woman. Now I take your powers back again. Fuck you. Go away. Like, wait, what? Like the way that like, happened to me, the way I saw it was like, we were to understand that those were the wishes that were coming in over the, the intercom. Yeah. And he was like responding to them, but we didn't hear what their wish was. That's, that's the way it played. Well, to but, me. but that, if I understand the term of events correctly, like that, that makes weird sense. Like it doesn't not make sense, but it's still confusing as hell to me because, hey, all you people are wishing for stuff. Awesome. I'm taking like super health and like, uh, you know, ghetto immortality essentially, <laughs> where I'm like making myself better and healthier again. I'm not bleeding out of an eye hole. Sweet. Oh, you grant, I'm granting your wish. So your sacrifice is that. You, Miss Superhero in the room with me, is now weakened again, thus lying uselessly in a corner like you just lost a Call of Duty match, you know? I mean, <laughs> uh, what's going on here? I mean, shit was playing so fast and loose at that point, I, 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 didn't, I didn't even catch that. Because she be didn't honest. make a wish. And she's all of a sudden lying dead in a corner, even though she has, like, Super Thermoscara armor. And that's the only way you're allowed to say that, by the way. <laughs> uh, yeah, but... Um, that armor was dope. It was, yeah. It was It was all rule of cool, but it was... Oh, yeah. thank, okay, thank you. Know, you. Okay. It, it was dope. I, I yeah. liked that. And, you know, on that note, you know, her, like, you know, breakthrough moment in this movie I thought was amazing. Where she, you know, gives gives up Steve Trevor. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And makes that sacrifice, and that is where I I felt like I've never felt in a DC movie in yeah. it, well, like in you know the current DCU, I've never felt that from any of the movies the way I felt in that moment because it was super earned and it was like that's fucking badass and it referred back to that like you know that awesome line from the beginning of the movie where she says uh, no hero can be born from lies, and it was just like she was realizing that yes I have to make this sacrifice. Uh, in order for you know the greater good, in order to be who I'm supposed to be, I have to give up this personal part of myself. It, it, as you uh, put it earlier, that she's Spider Man, mm-hmm. you know, uh, yeah. and that was that was just such an awesome moment, and I felt it, and it was earned. And yes, after that moment, she could have Goku it and just wrecked everyone, and I would have been okay with it. Yeah. You know? <laughs> and it did because yeah, because the hard part had been done yeah. from my viewpoint. Like giving up Steve Trevor to me was the hard part. Yeah. And that was really well done. Notice, like, very quickly in the scene, like, as the cam walked with her in front of her and, like, showcased her audibly saying, I renounce my wish, blah, blah, blah. Her wounds immediately healed. Yep. Yeah. Like, I really liked that. That was, I was digging that. That was cool. I was into the movie at that, yeah. at that point, yeah. man. Yeah. When she, like, started running, I was like, oh, this bitch about to fuck yeah, somebody she's about up. fuck somebody mm-hmm. up. <laughs> yeah. And she's like, I will. So let's make a pit stop in my apartment real quick. Right. <laughs> well, that was the thing that was confusing too, because it's like she starts running and getting and getting and getting and getting, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's like, how far are you running? Oh, and then she makes a turn to go back to the apartment and mm-hmm. stuff. You know, like so, some of the proximity stuff, I don't remember it as well as I did in theater, but I remember some of it being wonky. But I don't trust myself on that note, so never mind. I yeah. thought they really earned her like I learned how to fly moment yep. as well. I, I like that as well. Like, and those were two of the most really endearing moments for me. Was the the Steve Trevor uh, sacrifice moment? Like, it, it was a sacrifice from both. But uh, you know, Steve Trevor did kind of give her the kick in the, in the pants that she needed. He'd be like, "Hey, listen, you and I both know what needs to happen here. It fucking sucks. 
it's not fair. You're a superhero, though, so this is the unfortunate shit that you have to deal with. Uh, and then, like, I, I do also really just, I, I love the moment where, like, again, she walks away and we walk away with her. Mm-hmm. And so, like, that quick goodbye is all that anyone gets. Because I feel that, like, if the camera had stayed on Steve, for us as the audience, the impact maybe wouldn't have been as great. Yeah. But because we leave with Diana, it's like, damn, that kind of stings. That cold turkey, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and no one likes cold turkey. That's just dry as fuck. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm done. <laughs> uh, but yeah, her learning how to fly I thought was also great, and and a little comedic because I was like, you didn't know you could fly. <laughs> <laughs> you should have. Well, and and so the question though really is, I I don't know if the movie demonstrates that she can like fly, fly like it's you true. know that she can just yeah, up up and away. Yeah. You know, and I I think it's. I think it puts some limits on her flight, at least for now, and I like that. I mm-hmm. like that, you know, because it, you run into that danger of making her Superman or and Captain Marvel, her, you know, completely unrelatable, <laughs> or Captain yeah. Marvel. I mean, they still kind of Superman her, in which case they just kind of like created a power in the moment because. Um, but I, I I do agree with you there. The one thing I kind of like, and this isn't an error. This isn't something that I'm calling the movie out for. Like, hey, how dare you? But. This is something that I do want to like kind of like make fun of a little bit. It's like she learned how to fly or like, you know, jump with style essentially in this movie. Um, and then Justice League years later in the future, she just kind of doesn't. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That is but true, yeah. Not super important. Yeah. I just thought like to myself, like, yeah. yeah, awesome lesson. Thanks, Trevor. I can fly now. We gotta go get in this really advanced like Batmobile. Hey Cyborg, can you do anything cool with this? Nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well said. God damn. Oh man. Um, yep. Yep. Uh, so uh, I, we mentioned a little bit already, but uh, let's talk about the uh, the Golden Eagle armor. Uh, what you guys think of it? I I, I feel like without the mid credit scene, that it would be way cooler. Uh, without without it, it you know. But uh, I loved that they kind of did the explanation for it, like they did the mythological tie-in, which was really cool. Yeah. Uh, and then she looked awesome in it, and the way she was like using the wings, um, that was really neat. Uh, I, I I really liked it, and it, and it it is rule of cool. You know, there really wasn't yeah. a huge reason for her to have it because mm-hmm. she was she was back to you know full power. Diana at that point, she probably yeah. could have just won. Right. Uh, but, you know, hey, they, you, you, you know, when it was in the giant, like, UPS package earlier, you you knew that there was, like, so, you know, something yeah. going right. on. It's uh, like, uh, there's no s- way this doesn't show up A second less from a gun. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, this yeah. is like, it's like when you walk through the Batcave in any Batman movie, mm-hmm. and there's like, oh, what is that? Oh, yeah, that's that super cool experiment. <laughs> yeah. We yeah. haven't used it. That's for the third act. I'll call this the dark side buster, but I don't know why yep. I call yep. it that yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he actually spells dark side as dark right. side, literally like the yeah. side of a barn, and then it's like, <laughs> this villain is here, dark side. He like erases right. it and goes like, respells it. S-E-I-D. Told me that's a really nice big suit army you got there. What's that for? Oh, don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Don't worry about that. Why is it blue in this movie? Don't worry about that. But um, have a suit for everything. All right. Oh, he has a suit for buttering toast. Now, a suit that butters toast. Yeah. 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 Exactly. Uh, So going back to the golden armor, I'm I'm right there in in the same. uh, You know, I'm in the same corner as you guys. Where it's like, okay, 
it looks cool, but I was I was a little saddened that like. So I'm I'm unfortunately in a different frame of mind when it comes to like the introduction of like the mythology and things like that. I was really into that. I, I like the idea that they like attempted to reground a little bit a little bit of the mythos of the character of Wonder Woman with like her the homeliness of like where she comes from from the Greek side of things and like what she is and isn't according to the myth. And it's like, oh that's great, that's cool. And it's like, oh awesome, this other like artifact from her heritage. Cool. And then, like, in the description of it, it's like, oh, this armor was to withstand the attacks of anyone on, like, all the armies together. And it's like, oh, that's really awesome. Cool, cool. And it's just like, these wings, yes, defense. No one can break past them. And then some bitch, some bitch <laughs> with, like, claws for fingernails comes at you, you know. And it's like, ah. Eh. And again, rule of cool, so I can understand it. It made for a, a really awesome fight, but it's like, oh, well, there goes this priceless artifact that, you know, was here and not, and then not here. Yeah. It didn't make you really better. It made you more defensive, you know. You could have done the same thing with your shield and sword. Where was that thing at? Mm-hmm. That's going to be, that's for third movie. That's the third movie? That's the okay. third movie yeah. power. Oh, oh yeah. Sword yeah. And shield. We'll get some cool mythological reason. Right. For her to have it, and then that'll be in that'll be in that movie. Now you did some research actually prior to us turning on the mics regarding the gold suit. Oh, um, uh, yeah. So like I, I had seen it in various comics, um, and uh, and I have uh, two uh, two Wonder Woman omnis, uh, one by Gail Simone, one by uh, uh, Phil Jimenez, and. Uh, in both of those omnis, she uh, she has the uh, the golden eagle armor, but I was like, I know that's not where I first seen it at, and so I had to do I had to dig in, in, in the old brain files and think about where was the first time I seen that armor, mm. and uh, I realized it was in the uh, uh, Kingdom Come story, which is actually an, an Elseworld story, so non canonical, but it was so fucking cool that you know other writers and artists wanted to use it and make it canonical. That's now, awesome. Now, what's funny, and just in the reference of when this suit was first created in the comics, of course, it was drawn by uh, Alex Ross, the, the great artist, legendary. Uh, but when, when it was first used in the comics, technically, she brought out that armor that she felt she severely needed to fight Batman. <laughs> and I just ha. love that contest. Because, of uh. course, if you guys read Kingdom Come, we did a review on it, guys, so go back and listen to it. But the, I was going to do a spot on that in a second, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, the, Batman has, like, one of his fine mech suits that he's in, and uh, Wonder Woman, she's like, fuck this. And you know, she goes, she gets, <laughs> she's like, I know that she Bruce She gets her gonna, own gold yeah. mech suit, yeah. She's like, I know that Bruce is going to bring some bullshit to the fight. Of course it is. Batman. <laughs> Lex Luthor shows up in one of his random scenes right. and they just both like turn on and crush right. and go back to fighting. Robots in disguise uh, all over again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but no, it's a, it's a really great suit to at least like visually it's always fun to see. I feel like meta, obviously they, they use this suit just to sell more toys. Of course. Of course. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, now you got to get the Funko with, right. with the, the Eagle suit. Yes. Right. Uh, but I feel that like if, if Warner Brothers and DC really cared about making these movies more cohesive and making more sense, then it's like, you would surely save this for, like, the Snyder Cut, right? Like, if you're really going to bring out Dark Side, wouldn't you want to bring out, you know, something? Like, one of the best versions of Wonder Woman, yeah. you know? Yeah. And not 
squander it on <laughs> a villain who technically no longer is. Well, they had a chance. They have a chance now to retcon it, and they could yeah. put this armor in the movie. True, true. Also true, yeah. So, I know we've been recording for a minute, yeah. but uh, I do want to touch real quick back now on the spoiler field section on our villains and actually, like, our other thoughts on that, you know? Um, yeah. I mean, Cheetah's done so well here. I mean, like we said earlier, I mean, I loved her motivations. Like, she's very sympathetic because you see how she is at the beginning of the movie and, like, her whole life she's been overlooked, she's been picked on, mm-hmm. you know, she's been, you know, she's lonely and then now, okay, now I'm super popular, mm. and I'm powerful, and the world can't walk all over me every day anymore. Now I can walk all over the world. And you can see why anybody in that situation would not want to give that up. Yeah. And and so that without that, I don't think her character works at all. So it's good that they put that in. Agreed, man. Um, I, 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 I don't know. She's... By far, like, again, the same things I said in the first half of this, I'll say again here. Like, she's a great example of, like, proper development of a character if you want to sell that this is, like, a villain to me, you know? Because not all villains are just bad people trying to do bad things. Sometimes they're people just trying to do what they want to do, which happens to interfere with others, you know? In her case, it's like, well... You're right. She's grounded. She's human. She's got a, a relatable issue that all of us have felt at one time or another, and all of a sudden she's got this easy ticket out. Don't we all wish we could have that? You know. Right. Um, and I just really dug that. I really did. I really did. And I thought it was a very interesting and brave choice to get Christian Wig on this because maybe they knew something I didn't, but I had never known her to be that type of role to be like this arch nemesis who is physically capable and all of her great prowess and awesomeness and it's like oh damn she sold the hell out of that so i i just got to give proper kudos again where it's due you know um, yeah i would not have enjoyed the movie as much as i did and obviously i enjoyed it for some of his faults as well but that was one of its glories where it's like yeah she did amazing pascal did amazing they they carried a lot of the movie for me and that was awesome i, I would actually really you know piggyback off of that i love that she doesn't, like, hate Diana. Mm-hmm. She actually has no issues with her. She actually admires Diana. Her wish was that she wanted to be more like her. Yeah. She only does not want her to kill Maxwell because she doesn't want to lose this gift. And I, I really love that dynamic. I don't know that I've seen that done before because in these scenarios, one or both of the villains, like, their reason for teaming up, like, the tried-and-true formula yeah. is always oh, well, we both hate this hero because they were an asshole to us or mm-hmm. they're jealous of the hero or whatever, and that never really happens in this movie. Tony it, Stark, who, who said that? <laughs> in yeah. the Iron Man movie? What? <laughs> yeah, I mean, that, this was a fresh take, and in you know in 2020, in a superhero movie, it's hard to get a fresh take like that on an on a overall arc, I feel like, and I thought that, that it's one of the strongest parts of the movie. Mm. Yeah, and, and that is true, like... In most cases, when we get, like, morally ambiguous villains, by the end of the movie, they're not villains. And I hate that, personally. Mm-hmm. But in, in this movie, I felt that, like, they, I mean, sure, yeah, they, they tried to redeem uh, Maxwell Lord a little bit with his son, but he still even said, I'm a piece of shit, you know? Yeah. So, like, he, yeah. he himself is still a piece of shit. And with Cheetah, it's like, we see that she's still alive. You know, we don't really see her 
being like, oh man, Diana was right. You know, we don't, we don't get that. And I think that that's for the better. Uh, I, I, I'm personally, I'm just tired of seeing that hero or, or villain starting off with these super irredeemable people. And then by the end of the movie, all of a sudden they're, they're good people. Right. Yeah. I can't remember. Was she still in cheetah form by the end of the movie? I thought she, so. At the very end, after everything gets undone, she's fading back. Oh. That last oh. shot of her, okay, okay. she's fading back to Kristen Wiig. See, that makes sense to me because it's like, you know, the stone itself undid all the wishes, so, you know, bye-bye. Yeah. Now, we're not staying this long. And we're going to wrap up here soon, but I thought that when Pedro Pasco, you know, undid his wish that he was going to fucking die. Was I, was I the only one thinking that? Well, I wasn't thinking that, but I was like, okay, so... Does the stone, like, I thought we were going to get, like, an Indiana Jones moment where the stone, like, reforms, mm-hmm. and then we see, like, Diana putting it in the Smithsonian or whatever. Right. Huh. Or taking it back to Themyscira or something like so that. That's probably better. And then there's an old knight <laughs> in the background. You have chosen wisely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I thought we were going to get something like that because, like, his wish was to become the stone, so if he renounces his wish, doesn't the stone, like, reform? Isn't it still there? Yeah. Um, so, I, I mean, know. you know. But it, it's already the third act's already too long as we yeah, right, yeah. right. They didn't really sit on this too long either, but like they, they introduced the idea that like this was one of the artifacts created by one of the many gods and each right. of the gods was a representation of something and this one was made by the god of lies. And it's like, oh that's a really cool ingredient. I, I'm really digging that. I like that for the lore of the the, the, the dreamstone. Um But you're right, I didn't even think about that, man, where it's like, well, what happened to the stone now? Did the dream god just go, wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait, oh, oh, dude, that was mine, you know? You broke my shit. That's my shit. <laughs> it's been here for years, man. Come on, I've been fucking up civilizations with this. You want to do it like that? Get out of here. You and your Star Wars pedestal, you know? Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, that, that I'm actually glad you brought that up because that really feeds back into the whole a hero can't be born from lies thing from the beginning mm-hmm. of the movie is, uh, Kristen Wiig, her, she wants to be heroic like Diana, but it is based on lies, literally. And so she is not a hero. Uh, and, and she's actually, you know, we come to find out that she's incredibly selfish. Yeah. Uh, and in order for Diana to be the hero she's supposed to be, she has to be selfless, incredibly selfless, more than most people are willing to be. Yeah. Um, so for a character that powerful to be, to show that she's ex- extraordinary because she can make that sacrifice and not because she's mega strong is, I think, yeah. I mean, that's what you want out of this movie anyway. Strength doesn't necessarily make a hero. Right. Yep. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. Agreed. Uncle Ben, watch out. Don't go down in the alleys. <laughs> Actually, I, I pulled that uh, more recently from uh, My Hero Academia. Oh. The, the show that you got me on. The, yep. 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 I'm, I'm a big <laughs> fan now. Indeed. You've probably seen more of it than I have at yeah. this point. Yeah, I would imagine. I've only seen like the first two seasons, I think. Okay, yeah, I'm, I'm farther. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Maybe catch up. <laughs> well, gentlemen, do we have anything else on uh, 84 before we wrap up? That fucking mid credit scene, man. What a waste they of time. They hyped that shit all like month. Like, yeah, we're not going to put this in the press screeners because this is really cool-ass mid credit scene. Listen, if you go to the theater and watch this, if you got to pee, just get up and go pee because like, all you're missing is like, you know, Linda oh, Linda Carter. Carter's yeah, here. Yeah. Yeah, I, you can watch her. I, I thought she was going to turn around and hold up a sign that was like, "You can watch the original Wonder Woman series that I'm in on HBO you know, Max." HBO right Max. Now. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I didn't. At know least that, that would have made uh, sense. 
Yeah, and I didn't know there's any any kind of hype behind it or anything. I thought it was cool. Like I've seen I've seen worse, but yeah, yeah. It, uh, I don't I mean, know. It's it's down there. <laughs> I would have yeah, loved I, uh, for Shazam or like Aquaman or somebody to. Mm. So. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, cl- clearly that would have been much much more cooler to see something that could kind of push things forward. But as far as just kind of these uh, cameo mid credit scenes go, I was like, oh, it's cool to see Linda Carter. Mm. It didn't budge me one way or another. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, guys, anything else? I'm good. Why was it in 1984 again? <laughs> <laughs> because Straight again, <laughs> because again, like Dark Side might be like, "Hey, man, so all y'all can't make it out." <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I guess I do have a question: Is do you guys think DC is just kind of like seeing how it goes at this point? Oh, they're flying like, by yeah. the seat of their pants. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, there's no plan. They don't know if they you know, are going to retcon everything or just make everything its own property or or what? I mean... Right there with you. Uh, I have... I, have yes. uh, I, I guess, like, like we have one word for you, and that is Flashpoint, and then we will see. Yeah. <laughs> Agreed. Yeah. Uh, TBC. To be yep, continued. To be continued. Uh, yep. We know that Ben Affleck is most likely done with uh, playing this version of Batman or any version of Batman. Uh, Cavill wants back in as Superman, but... Warner Brothers like, we don't know what the fuck to do. Uh, they're working on Shazam 2, uh, Flash and Flashpoint, obviously. No plans for Cyborg currently. Uh, no, p- they had plans for Green Lantern, but th- that's just been TBD for like four years. It's the new uh, New Mutants. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's a bad it curse. <laughs> it's a, there's been promotion of material for New Mutants for years. There's just been talks for uh for Green Lantern. Dude, I was at Comic-Con in 2015 in San Diego and they had the giant Green Lantern oh, Corps banner yeah, even yeah. back then God. and they were like, yeah, we're coming out with Green Lantern Corps. And Green I was Lantern like, Corps, yeah. Yeah, you know, 2018, I'll definitely have seen this movie. <laughs> <laughs> they haven't cast a single fucking person. No. Nope. Oh shit, and it has nothing to do with the well, presumably has nothing to do with the the TV show they're working on for HBO Max. Huh. Uh which be focusing on different lanterns, but yeah. So we will see. Uh, I mean, DC Warner Brothers. If you guys need any kind of you know help putting shit together, just hit us up. You know, let, let us know. Yeah, we'll, you we'll, can literally email yeah. us at superiorhomies at gmail dot com, and yeah. uh, we, we'd be happy to help. We'll have our people contact your people, and then we'll link up. Our people are us. <laughs> <laughs> so when the villains' minions die up against a wall, they shouldn't leave a diagram of like. What the villain's plan is on the wall behind them. Yeah, yeah. Like, like, <laughs> what, what's what's their diet? How, why is that in there? <laughs> oh shit! Uh, thanks for having me back on the show, guys. man, Kayla. Thank oh, you yeah, for joining us, man. Yeah. We really do appreciate you being on here, man. And uh, we, we know we we kept you late. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's like here in, uh, in 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 Georgia, it is almost one thirty a.m. The day after Christmas. This is uh, the latest we have uh, stayed up recording for a hot minute. Yeah. Like uh, the like the old days. Oh, yeah, like the old days. I don't, I don't miss that. Me either. I don't miss that either. <laughs> uh, this is kind of a DC thing because, like, we stayed up this... The last time we stayed up this late was for Aquaman. Mm, that's yeah, right. That's yeah. right. And... Uh, yep. That was a movie. So, <laughs> thank you again, Caleb, for being on. <laughs> Uh, and as always, it's, it's a pleasure and an honor to record for all you guys here. We hope that you that you homies are there, uh, like like what you hear. And if you guys have any kind of questions, comments, skills, food supplies, then 
Hit us up at superherohomies at gmail.com or any of our social media outlets. We are always active, live, and listening. And for the love of God, subscribe to the damn Patreon because this episode that we are about to record is going to be the bee's knees. Yes, and the BGs. And you can tell by the way I walk and talk, I'm I'm for real. So, That is all for now, homies. But until next time, my name is Superhero Homie Q. I am Superhero Homie Kevin. Uh, And I'm Superhero Homie Caleb. (laughs) Until next time.